my god. Oh, Steven, here we go. Wow. Here we go, Captain. You got so excited. You're, I, this is where people need to see Brent's face. Because, yes. man, you acted like, what happened to my radio here? Something's happened to the dial. Who knows? A Something's remix. Something's happening. It's almost like we've stepped into an alternate reality <laughs> where this song is a goddamn banger now. I, uh, I made this last night. It uh, sounds great. It's like, oh, man. I, I've been like trying to like mentally piece together what I wanted to do right. for the Year of the Turtle episodes, you know? I'm sorry, Year of the Turt. Put some respect on its name. Exactly. And uh, so I thought, let me go ahead and remix our theme with the Turtles theme. And uh, I, you know, I was like, "Ah, I can probably bang this out in 20 minutes. So (laughs) naturally, two hours later, I... Hey, two hours is pretty good, man. I mean, you know... I thought closer to four. Yeah. Just like trying to line up Exactly. Clap snare, right? The turtles snare took a long time, Stephen. I appreciate it. I'm, I care to admit. I well, you already did, but I already did it, <laughs> and I don't care for it. It's done. <laughs> That's it. The deed is done. Well, we appreciate it because I think it sounds great, man. And I was very excited to hear that changeover. It sounded like I don't know. Almost on one hand, it's like we're official because ours yeah. sounds just as good as this real cartoon out there. Uh, mm-hmm. On the other hand, it even sounds better because it's that cartoon, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like the level that we're at now must mm-hmm. be uh, at the stratosphere if we're hanging out with turts. It must be. It must be. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been doing my research. I take the turts very seriously, deadly seriously. Right. And uh, so I've been listening through the different animated series theme songs. Oh, Okay. Um, I gotta say, you know, perhaps this is my bias showing, but this Uh-oh. is the absolute gross. best one, you know, the, the, the one from the OG <laughs> just to say gross. Yeah. Your bio showing gross. Oh, sorry. <laughs> let me, uh, let me zip that up. Um, oh God, it's oozing secret of the ooze. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> no secret uh, here. I rubbed it. Came out. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that's really how it works. It's just, it, it, sometimes you just look at it. It's just gonna, it's gonna make an appearance. But um, yeah, so I, I think the uh, the 1987 animated series has the best like opening theme. It's just so fucking iconic, you know. I mean, yeah, and there's like a that certain era, even up into the 90s, like through through Power Rangers theme song. I'm not sure after that if there's uh, any bangers quite that hard, but um, some of those mm-hmm. just like it is, it is nostalgia for sure. But some of them are just yeah, just amazing. I I don't think anybody could say otherwise. Um, I would say that. Uh, I, I agree with you. The Turts, the Rangers, great theme songs. I would also add the X-Men animated series. Oh, yeah, of course. Theme on there. So that was like 92, isn't that right? Ish. It was like early 90s. Uh, I don't remember. I'm just saying it wasn't all 80s because that was my first thought. The 80s were oh, hard. Okay, yeah. But it, it definitely was like Power Rangers was like, early, you know, like mid 90s. So it's like, yeah, it's like an, a stretch really from like mid 80s to mid 90s, perhaps. That's where it's all at. Because this is like 87 for Turts, right? You said? Yeah. So you have that stretching through, you know, 94, 95 for Power Rangers? Uh, that was 93. Wow. And before that, X-Men, X-Men was uh, 1992. Hey, I got one, baby. There Although I, I keep saying baby. I want to apologize to everybody. I don't know why baby snuck into my vocabulary this week, this these weeks. Mm-hmm. But, but listen, 
I'm I'm out here like a, a slick Hollywood agent, just calling everybody <laughs> baby and just handing out deals. Baby, 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 baby. Come on. <laughs> baby. Is it bad? I don't know that it's bad though. I uh, I've just been noticing it lately. You know, mm-hmm. like you realize you start saying something, and it's like it just sneaks into your own head, and you don't even know how we got there. Yeah, you're not, you're not trying to be baby cool, but sometimes it just comes out, baby. I hear you, bitch. Um, <laughs> that makes sense to me. <laughs> See, that's not you speaking. That's Freddie. I don't know if that's an uh, outtakes you, things, but it's not your you fault. Gotta, you gotta listen to those outtakes, people. You it's gotta Tourette's listen to it. or Freddie. Or maybe maybe <laughs> Brent just lacks self-control. I don't know. But it's not they his fault. They should do that. Like, eventually they will reboot Nightmare on Elm Street, mm-hmm. right? And maybe that's Freddie's whole thing is uh, when he's alive, he's like a child murderer. Mm-hmm. Only murderer. Only murderer. Only murderer. Children, Freddy. Right. Don't. So it's not as bad. Yeah, right. which is a weird thing to say. Like, sure. he murders children. That's the worst thing you can do. Actually, right. you know, there's an additional thing that could be done. But we won't get into that. But what if Freddy has Tourette's, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why they send him down into the little, like, school furnace thing. They didn't have a special ed class back in the 80s? No, huh? They were just like, go to the basement, I guess. Go to the basement, you know, wow. you're, you're cursing up a storm. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, bitch. Wow. Freddy, take your scissors, go down to the basement. <laughs> take the scissors. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I saw this movie, bitch. It's called Edward Scissorhands. Give me a really good idea, bitch. <laughs> I've never connected before that Edward Scissorhands is Johnny Depp and Johnny Depp was killed by Freddy Krueger. <gasps> wow. Do you think do you think Johnny Depp was trying to channel Freddy? Maybe. Maybe he's like Maybe you have it backwards. Maybe he's like the bizarro version yeah. of Freddy Krueger, you know, because he doesn't really talk much or at all. I don't know. I haven't seen that movie in such a long time. I know, it's been a long time. Yeah. It's it's what is his name? Uh, Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> we just said it multiple times. Uh, you talk about uh, Tom Bourbons. Who's the Tom director? He... Yeah, Tom, Tom Bourbons. Tom Bourbons. I don't think that's right. Uh-huh. God damn I it! Think that sounds right to me. Tom Bourbons. Tom Bourbons. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's quite right. Uh, Tim. Tim. Tim Bourbons. Bourbons. No, yeah. I don't think that's... <laughs> this is really. This is really. Uh, good or bad, depending on your view of this joke. But um, I really, I'm like totally blanking on his name, and I'm like, I honestly oh. have no idea how to get Tim to Burton. The... Tim Burton. Yeah, that was way off. Samsonite. Got it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All to say, maybe this is just Tim Burton's remake of Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, sometimes now we get like a Spider Man, mm-hmm. like six years after the fact of another Spider Man. Maybe yeah. they were, maybe they were doing that back in the '80s to the '90s. You know. I mean, it's possible, you know. It was just all remake the whole time. But his Freddy is sweet and doesn't talk very much. They took away mm-hmm. the bitch. And that, I think that took away the, the fangs of Freddy a little bit, you know? Yeah. The fangs of Freddy. Ooh. Freddy's a vampire now? What happens when we take away the bitch? <laughs> Tom Green shows up. Freddy fingered me. I got fingered by Freddy. He starts sucking a cow's tits. <laughs> 
man, that was a really weird era. It really <laughs> when was. He was everywhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was like one of the first times I ever realized that a person could be Canadian. I was like, oh, is this what they do up there? On the one hand, I think that's incredibly offensive. And on the other, I'm like, that that is 100% accurate statement from an American. I mean, I, you know, I don't know why, but it is. I was I was young when that came out. I, right. I didn't know. You didn't know about it. I didn't know about Canadians, really. Like, I knew Jim Carrey. I know now he's Canadian. Mm. But I didn't really, like, connect right. that at the time. I just thought he was like a, a funny guy. And then uh, Tom Green came along and I was like, oh. This is, this is what they're doing now. We got to take their maple syrup away. We got to invade this country. We'll put up a wall and we'll make them pay for it. Obviously. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. That's your that's your view of Canada too. Like he's the ambassador of Canada in your eyes. Straight well, from them to MTV. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how you really infect the culture. That's right. You know? Um, yeah, like and he at did a, at a at a certain point. Yeah, that would have been true for sure. Yeah, it's just like, oh, all Canadians are Tom Green. They're up there yeah. just sucking on bovine nipples. <laughs> just being and, weirdos. Uh, just being Mary and weird. Drew Barrymore. Oh, holy shit. Didn't that happen? Didn't that. they get married? I think so, Such yeah. Such a weird thing. Wasn't he in uh, the second Charlie's Angels movie? Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. God, what a... Uh, that's so strange, too. Yeah, man. I feel like... He He's so weird that we're like in a little bit of shell shock, even just thinking about it. like I'm I'm kind of rolling through the antics I've seen of him over the years, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was weird. Like it's not like uh, they're the same kind of level of of messed up like jackass, but it's mm-hmm. um, he takes it another weird level on top of it that makes yeah. it like strange to watch, you know. Mm-hmm. There's a, a little bit of a like sinister side to it, mm. whereas jackass they're like good natured dipshits, right? A little right, bit, you know. And he's like, I'm going to eat this live rat. And you're like, uh, yeah, (laughs) okay. Uh, you know, speaking of shell shock, Stephen, what better episode to discuss? Oh my God. Than episode 340. That's amazing. Very podcast. I think that, uh, we should jump into, to discussing that because we are heroes in a half shell and we're doing it. I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. Cowabunga. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff, where we get to do our first of very many episodes this year in the year of the oh turt. Year of the turt. It's happening. It's, it's happening. happening, people. Check what? your calendars. 40th anniversary, is that what you said? 40th anniversary wow. on episode 340. Wow. It's. <laughs> Did we plan this? <laughs> no. It just pure coincidence. It really just worked out for us this way. That's pretty but cool hey, what it does, though. I was trying to think earlier, yeah. I was like, a conspiracy theory. I was like, all right, it's 340, 40th anniversary. There's three, zero, four turtles minus mm-hmm. one. If you take the zero from the end and you put it to the front, mm-hmm. I was trying to make it work for us, but at least we got the 40 in there. Well, look, this is like the aforementioned Canadian Jim Carrey who <laughs> made a film called The Number 23, and he was just like paranoid about seeing the number 23 true. everywhere. And then during the course of the movie, he... It comes across the number 32. He's like, 32, that's just 23 backwards. And I was like, okay, this is a different, <laughs> that's different. That's a different, different unit of measurement. You know, it, you can't, you can't be doing that shit. It's pretty that's amazing stupid. though. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you love to read. Maybe he, he has the same love of numbers, you know, that he, he heard them mm-hmm. once and he was like, I don't understand them. And so he just thinks that they can be like swapped and be the same thing. 
Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. when he thinks they're chasing him and changing his life. I guess so. I got to rewatch that movie. I remember not liking it at the, I, me too. At the time, but now I'm like, do I kind of want to rewatch it? I know. Yeah, a little bit. Let's see how bonkers it can get. I know. I want to do like a double feature of that with, uh, do you remember the, uh, the movie Knowing? With um, mm. Knowing with uh, Nicolas Cage? No. It's Ying. like, no. <laughs> There's just a certain level of like cheesy, weird conspiracy movies that mm-hmm. end up really bonkers. And then when you, you, I don't know, like I just didn't have a good experience, but I have it in my back of my head that I'm like, I need to go watch that again. Uh, I just feel like <laughs> for some reason that'd be a good double feature with that. But uh, yeah, the number 23, I felt the same way. I remember some people being like, oh my God, it's amazing. And I was like, do you know what amazing means? Have you, have you been exposed to other movies before? <laughs> uh, I'm curious to revisit. Is this from 2009? Yeah. Tis, yeah. It's not oh, like Rose the same Burns type of movie at all. Yeah, Rose Burns in it. That's reason enough to watch anything. Ben Mendelsohn. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and then Nick, it has a couple kids in it. I don't know if they are from anything else, but, um, yeah, Damn. it's like a weird, I don't know, a weird sci-fi sort of movie, um, where mm-hmm. it's the same thing where it's like, he keeps like seeing symbols, places or whatever, and he doesn't know what it means. And, um, and then it ends and you're just like, wow, it just like really went le- like left field. Like that was just wild. And it was terrible. And then I haven't stopped thinking about it for like a decade. <laughs> <laughs> it infected you with that mind worm is what happened. Um, it, did. it looks like it's currently streaming on Max. Uh, we'll see how much longer that's true because the month is about to change for us. Uh, let, me, uh, let me look at the number 23. Yeah. It says this, this movie curious. has never existed. It's only in your mind. <laughs> yeah, it's not streaming anywhere. <laughs> But I remember the number 23 being a big deal because it was Jim Carrey, like classically a comedic actor who was taking a turn for a more serious role. And not only that, it was more of a, a mm. thriller. So, yeah, it was like a darker role. Like he had done yeah. a, did you ever watch The Majestic? I think that's what it's called. No. It's like no. A, it was like his drama turn. I mean, he has like the Truman Show as well, but uh, mm-hmm. The Majestic is like uh, World War II kind of era or like 50s, I guess. And uh, like uh, a long lost son comes back home to his hometown and starts running the movie theater that he like grew up in with his dad. And uh, it's Jim Carrey. He like he's the one to come back. But it turns out he's not actually that guy. He has amnesia. Everybody just thinks he looks like this kid has come back. So it's like this weird like mistaken identity. But it was like a really good drama role. It's a it's a pretty good movie. I remember liking it a lot. It's from, like the mid 2000s or whatever. But um yeah it's like he had that which i like and then he had this one which like he's like oh we're gonna get real weird and it's like yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) maybe a little too weird yeah maybe a little too rough steven whoa speaking of that for a later episode (laughs) one of cinema's greatest jokes um did you uh did you want to do a little mini topic before we get into a lot of turtle talk though Oh, my God. We have so much turt to talk. Oh, hell yeah. Um, but yes. Yeah, absolutely. We can do some uh, mini topics. Um, I'm going to keep mine on the reptile front. Steven. Okay. I want to talk yet again about Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Ooh. Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, I finally watched the full series. Uh-huh. And uh, when we discussed it uh, during that like glitchy episode where we were just like, fuck it, let's just, let's just <laughs> talk about something. Um I had mentioned it briefly. I think I'd only seen like two or three episodes up to that point. Now I've seen all 10, I believe it is. Okay. And uh, yeah, it has uh, both of the Russells, Kurt and um, what's, Wyatt? His, what's his name? Wyatt. Yeah. yeah. 
Kurt and uh, Goldie. Kurt and Goldie. They play, they play the same person. <laughs> they both play Captain Ron. <laughs> That's one of my new favorite things is thinking about um, uh, of uh, uh, Captain Ron being the same character as Snake Plissken. Snake Plissken. <laughs> but I just need to go back and see if like the eye patch is on the different eye or something oh, like that. Man, you know? yeah. It could be like a, well, a reverse version right. of that. Just if you if you needed to, just reverse that in the in the edit, and you make that work, man. I like this. Yeah, I like that idea. Maybe that's what Missy Elliott was trying to encourage us to do. Is <laughs> your thing to flip it and reverse it? Oh, okay, that's okay. We get it. And then if you do, and you put them side by side and play them together, mm-hmm. twenty three shows up on the screen. Wow. Okay, superimposed. Yeah. What? Hi, I'm Ron Pliskin. Have you ever heard of the number 23? Well, here it is. Does it look familiar? I bet it does. Look in the mirror yourself. It's a number. You're the number 23. You've been the number 23 the whole time. Well, I'm on my surfboard. Bye. And the surfboard reference, is that from Captain Ron? Or is it from Escape from L.A.? Nobody knows. That's the beauty of it. Well, that's what Beyonce was trying to tell us on her album Lemonade. Surfboard. (laughs) Surfboard. It's all it's all there. Steven. Wow, what a conspiracy it, with the hip hop genres and the Snake yeah. Plissken Ron Captain but Ron uh, <laughs> crossovers. It's it's been in front of us the whole time. Wow. Yeah. yeah. This is why uh, we exist in the world to uh, to uh, uncrack the uncrackable to crack uncrack to crack the uncrackable and to crack some eggs and we're all out of eggs. Is that what they say? But we do have asses. <laughs> so, I guess Install some new. Cra- I don't. I lost the metaphor. <laughs> so anyway, Monarch on Apple TV Plus. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Out. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> so uh, you liked it? Yeah, yeah, it was good. <laughs> it really was. I was really impressed with it. This one is set within the MonsterVerse, Legendary's MonsterVerse. So mm. set in the same world as Godzilla, uh, the Kong movie. You know, Kong Skull Island. Yeah, yeah. And um, man, as I finished watching that series, I was like. I know I've already seen this, and I've I've been on a, a kick over the past few years, uh, really since the pandemic, where I will watch a movie trailer like once, and then I'm like, okay, it'll be here when it gets here. But after I finished watching Monarch, mm. uh, Legacy of Monsters, I was like, I gotta rewatch this fucking uh, Godzilla X Kong. Oh, the new again. one, yeah, yeah. And I did, and I was like, God damn it, I'm still so fucking excited for it. Do you know what that's coming out? It's got pink lasers. (laughs) It's fucking great. It's great. It's a great look, especially after Barbie coming out. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine Godzilla was watching Barbie. He's like, like, all right, Barbie. You you go, girl. I'm an ally. I will support. Uh, but man, I'm so excited for uh, for that. Like, and then I watched uh, Godzilla minus one. In, yeah, I think it was November or Just whatever, recently, and yeah. that that got me hyped. And uh, look, not to brag, but I did come across a ten dollar Godzilla T shirt at Old Navy. Hell yeah! And, uh, not only a military Navy? guy, but I but I was like, okay, maybe this time, maybe this time. Um, and I've yet to wear it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I just feel like I'm on a Godzilla tear here recently. Hell yeah. And the, a lot of that has to do with both Godzilla minus one and monarchy having really good, like super solid and, um, enjoyable Mm. human stories at their core. And it just happens to have these fucking kick-ass monsters in them, you know? Um, the, uh, the overall like human story of monarch follows, Mm. Uh, two 
I'm, I'm just going to give you like a broad stroke sure. of what it is because like kind of diving into it is, is what's uh, uh, the best part, but uh, not even relating to the Russells of this. Uh, we've got two like young, uh, well, one is Japanese American. The other one is just Japanese. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both on the hunt for their father. And then they find out about each other because this father had a secret family oh. in two different countries and they, that's too much work too much work too furious steven and mm-hmm. uh shit really pops off so it's really about uh these two siblings that become aware of each other uh, teaming up to track their father around the globe turns out his father worked for monarch and then the way the russells come into it is uh wyatt russell in flashbacks plays this uh this character whose uh, name i've forgotten but uh he is one of the co-founders of Monarch. Okay. And then when we flash forward to the, I'd say the modern day, but it's like a 2016 uh, in the, the uh, MonsterVerse timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, Kurt Russell uh, plays the same character. And uh, they are, uh, yeah, it just plays a factor in it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say too much. Yeah. But it's, it's super fucking enjoyable. Absolutely watchable. I would encourage anyone who's looking for something to watch uh, to check out Monarch Legacy of Monsters on Apple TV Plus. That sounds great, man. I've been looking forward to it. We don't have Apple TV Plus right now. We're going to get it back. Uh, ah, I'm sorry. Okay, all you have to do is go buy a new iPhone, Stephen. Oh, and they give it to you for free? For like, you know, like three months or something like that, yeah. That's pretty, that's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal, honestly. Can I just, know? can I just get it outright though? Could I just do it for like, I don't know, like seven bucks or something? I mean, you could, but like, you're gonna have to pay for those three months. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, what is that like seven times three? That's thirteen hundred dollars. Something yeah. like that. I don't know. You're already at yeah. the phone price, basically. So you might as well just buy. Might new- as well do that. Okay, it makes just sense. Throw, just it throw an sense. iPad on there as well. iPad Pro. Okay, uh, that's a lot. I'll I'll give it a shot. I think it's worth okay. it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. This is a stunt buy now. That's what we're doing. It is. Welcome to Stunt By. <laughs> what are we stunted by? I don't know. Lots of things. Don't yeah. Don't worry about it. Uh, probably Steven, I, caffeine. I need you stunt, to... Uh, don't ask why. I just need you to take your credit card and go lay it face down in the toilet. Oh, okay. And, uh, I'll make sure you get this phone. Should I give you... Should I turn it around as well so you can get that code on the back? Whatever they call that? Um. Oh, the CVV number? Yeah. Can I... Oh, yeah, I, you want that? I'm, no, uh, I've tattooed that on my body. Uh, you already have style. it. Style, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That way, you never forget it. Yeah, exactly. Although he seems to have forgotten a lot. Um, he he does. I was going to yeah. ask if you've seen Memento, and of course you have. But uh, do you think there was Mementos. ever a point where where he had like a weird, you know, because he would like forget things often. Uh-huh. That's that's part of the the overall like story structure of the movie. Do you think there was ever a point where he like ate something garlicky, and then in the next scene he was like, hmm. <laughs> My breath tastes weird. I need a mementos. He just pops one back. He's like, oh no, I just drank Diet Coke. He just immediately just starts springing water, not water, uh, soda from his mouth and his butt. Wait, yeah, like what if he just had like perpetual diarrhea throughout the whole movie and didn't realize that, didn't remember that he's lactose intolerant and yeah. every time he wakes up, he has a milkshake because that's all he's craving. <laughs> You know how like people will put like a slice of cheddar cheese on apple pie 
<laughs> yeah, you throw a, a slice thing. of cheddar cheese and a uh, uh, milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> Blend it right up. He's violently allergic. <laughs> you got one of those uh, magic bullet things or whatever. Oh Is yeah, what was it called? Yeah, I think that's right. Is that the right? One, yeah, the one with like the screw on tops. Yeah, the blender. Yeah, hell yeah, man. I watched that infomercial. Was do you think the magic bullet blender was part of the Zapruder film? It was just like off camera. Yeah, that's probably. Really cool. Okay, I thought so. Okay, cool. You know what I heard about yesterday? It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy. I got one for yeah. you. I saw this picture. Okay. You know, there's like a famous picture on Air Force One of LBJ, uh, Lyndon Johnson getting sworn in, uh, like right after Kennedy was announced dead, and like. Jackie O is next to him in the bloody suit, like from the car. Like they went straight oh, there. Shit. He gets sworn in. There's this famous photo of him, like with his hand on the Bible, and he's been sworn in. There's a second famous photo taken minutes before that of a guy, a, a friend of his, winking at him, uh, almost like, "Hey, we got you in there. Don't worry about it." Like, oh, weird. like, like it points to a conspiracy that like people, because there's always been a conspiracy that like, oh, there's a lot of shadow governments involved, like killing JFK. And so, like, then this guy's like winking, like, "We we did it. You're welcome. Go get Damn. go get signed in, big boy." Yeah, Are they had this on Air Force One. Yeah, why? So weird. Is that like that's one place you don't want to remind the leader of the free <laughs> world that you can die. You know? <laughs> He's kind of maybe that was the wink too. He's like, "We can get you too, buddy. Yeah. You're in here now, but you better play along." Oh man. Yeah. So anyway, it's like a. A subliminal thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. It just feels like a mob, like, they cast him doing the, the slit across the throat thing, you know? Yeah. It's like, we'll uh-huh. murder you too. And it's like, I don't know, this guy seems a little nefarious. Yeah. <laughs> kind of weird. But Monarch Man. <laughs> he's, got, he's wearing two eye patches. That's uh, fucked up. I don't like this guy. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> oh, wait, no, there's aviators. I was just really far back. Oh, I couldn't okay. see. That's, that's, that's my fault. That's my fault. My bad. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Uh, Monarch does seem really cool though when I do get Apple yeah. TV Plus I'm looking forward to that show I've heard from multiple people online and in person that that show is rad um, and it looks great so, I love the Russells yeah. so that alone I, w- I was hoping mm-hmm. they were going to be side by side playing like father and son or something but I, I do mm-hmm. like the fact uh, from what I've heard of you know just them being in it together is fun because I, mm-hmm. I just think they're they're great the way it's directed there are a few shots where it uh, kind of not really like morph not like anamorph morphs from oh. one character to another in a shot mm-hmm. but like there's some like camera tricks in there where it uh just just looks really fucking cool yeah. and uh so that's that's kind of the closest version of that you'll get but uh it's great man, though the, the the human story and the additional like humans i've not spoken about in the uh the show are, are right really fucking good and uh extremely bingeable so if you get apple tv plus again uh you know talk about it watch awesome. it talk about it uh yeah all those things. Watch it. Talk about things. whatever. That's like great. Whatever you want to do. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I've been mentioning lately for for my mini topics today. I've been mentioning that I've been writing reviews on Letterboxd. Uh, I do mm-hmm. have some up there, but I have a lot more in my notes that are like kind of being formulated. Still, I need to I need to actually write them out and throw them up there. So I have like a list of things. Um, with with that all said, too, uh, on the last podcast and recently, I'd mentioned that I don't really want to talk about stuff that I didn't really like. I'm going to talk about stuff I really did like. Uh, mm-hmm. But I'm gonna throw that out the door right now because I want to talk about something I didn't like. Um, okay. But there's a reason I'm gonna talk about it because it, it wasn't something that I watched new or new to myself. Um, mm-hmm. It was something that I used to really like, and then upon rewatch, uh, it was one of those that I I'm, I should not have revisited. It seems. Oh. And that movie is Lucky Number Slevin. 
Wow, that's so weird. I was just thinking about this movie like oh last my gosh. week. Crazy. Mm-hmm. So you haven't seen it again recently or anything? No, I think uh, the last time I saw it is after it came out on DVD. Okay. Um, whenever that was. Gotcha. Um, so it's been a while for me, too. It came out in 2006. Uh, Lucky Number Slevin mm-hmm. has a weird nem- you know, name, obviously. Uh, I remember that. But um, I, I didn't remember. No, like, that's just how you say it. A lot of people... Look, we've talked about this with Game of Thorns. That's right. Um, this is just how you pronounce the number seven. That's just it. A lot of people, a lot of people are saying seven. Not I right. like. I like eleven. I like slicks. I like yeah. slate. Slicks is great. <laughs> yeah, slate. Slate's hard. Slate's really hard. You yeah, slanine. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. So, but we slide back into first with slanine. You know, <laughs> you gotta love. It. Playing Solo 9 from oh my God. Solo Splice. Splice. It's really yeah. hard to throw those all in there. It really is, um, yeah. So this movie has a ton of great people in it. Uh, I'm curious to look back to like the making of this movie and everything, but uh, I, what I remembered of the movie is it's like a crime drama with a lot of twists and turns. It was like really stylistic, uh, very cool. These are the things I remember. Um, and then the actors I remembered. So Josh Hartnett is in it. He is the title yeah. character, Slevin. Uh, Bruce Willis plays Mr. Goodcat. He is like an assassin um, kind of figure, like shadowy figure. Ben Kingsley and Morgan Freeman play uh, the the rabbi and the boss, respectively, and they are two mm-hmm. mob bosses that live in identical buildings across the street from each other, and neither of them leave their penthouse because one of them tried to kill the other one when they were business partners <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. years ago, and now neither of them will leave for fear mm-hmm. of, of the other one finally getting the upper hand, killing them. Um, it's the same reason why we do uh, our <laughs> podcast over Skype. Exactly. the same thing. We can take that chance. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. If I see you in person, I, I am legally required to uh, try to take your life at this point. Uh, right. Big podcast sent down something to us, and uh, it's just what, how we have to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you came up in uh, 2023. You came up for your birthday in early July. We had yep. our little friends get together. Turned out into just a full-on bar brawl, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was bad. Um, I've never seen you that angry before. Mm-hmm. And it's just because I was forcing, I was just shoving bread down your throat. I was just like, eat it, meet more carbs, bitch. And you were like, don't take my line, which was about mm-hmm. the Coke that was on the table that fueled this entire event. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was it very was, thirsty. It I was bad. How it, how it works. <laughs> Do you think cocaine smells weird? And that's why people are always smelling it in movies. That's probably true, man. I've never tried yeah. it. Never tried it. Never yeah. smelled it. I don't know what, I don't well, know. Uh, I don't have you know. dealt it? L- let's move on to tell me let's move on okay all right all right i'll, I'll deal you this lucy lou uh, is in this movie yes yeah that that i remember in her, her and uh, in josh prime Hartnett. yeah right mm-hmm. they're she's like a neighbor it's all this thing where like josh Hartnett is like a mistaken identity he's he's crashing at a friend's place these mobsters come in thinking he is one guy they break in and he keeps telling him he's not that guy his name is slevin they're like like of course you're gonna lie to us whatever we're taking you lucy lou plays that guy's that original neighbor uh or that original guy's neighbor uh, she and Josh Hartnett kind of hit it off and then she's kind of involved in the mystery. Uh, Stanley Tucci's in the movie. He's like a cop. There's like so oh. many great people in this movie. Love the Tucci. Love the Tucci. You're um, the Tucci. Oh. all the Tucci on there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, what character could Tucci play in Ninja Turtles? Spoiler alert. All of them. All of them. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. All of them. From He walks up in like a, a yellow jumpsuit. It's like, oh, fuck. Dude. April O'Neil? The Stanley Tucci. Tucci. O'Neil? Oh, my God. <laughs> Have you I seen Tucci's two cheeks? <laughs> oh my god, Papa got it going on. <laughs> oh my god! I imagine like 
it's like one of those character like teaser trailers and it just like <laughs> it's like him from behind you know like they do that classic girl pose like on the poster where the butt is facing out and it yeah. goes up you see those two cheeks you know you're going with the yellow jacket you're like oh fuck you get up to that curly hair turns around it's fucking stanley tucci wearing a wig <laughs> the theater erupts you know People Stanley like Tucci is <laughs> April O'Neil, oh, an entire franchise by one man. It's like not since the Clumps <laughs> has such an ambitious film been put together. Oh my god! The Turts, the Turts, a reimagining. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so lucky number eleven. It is a. <laughs> What kind of weird ass name is Slevin though? They really like, okay. The enforcer show up is like, "What's your name?" He's like, "Slevin." Slevin. I swear. Like, immediately, I you swear. just like, shoot that guy in the face, right? Like, right. That's, that's not even that's not syllables. Yeah, and it's like you have these mobsters, and there there's like a there's like a Jewish group. The the rabbi leads to the Jewish group. Um, you don't really get a sense of Italian necessarily. It's more of like uh, like Eastern Europe sort of kind of vibe, I guess, mm. from them. Slevin, his name is Slevin Kalevra. Which it just all feels like, uh, I don't know, feels made up. Uh, and guess what? It's a movie it is. Um, <laughs> but um, I remember just really liking it. I uh, mm. When I watched it this time, I, I it's like one of those movies I remember like I held in such high regard in my head. And I had all these great memories of. And then I was like, yeah, we're going to finally watch this. We put it on. I, I show it to my wife. We do our like our 15, 20 minute rule. And she's like, I am not into this. And I was like, you know what? I'm not really into this. I'm so shocked. It felt like we had already been like an hour into it. And it was like 20 minutes. It's one of those two. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I ended up finishing it by myself. It took me like six viewings to get through it. Um, oh. I wouldn't necessarily not like say not to watch this. Like if you remember it being good, like I'm, I'd be very mm-hmm. curious for you or anybody. But um, what we realized is it is way too stylistic. Like it, it, it? Okay. it feels like what I remember now of liking it is like, oh man, you know what I love? Boondock Saints. You know what I'd love? Oh. Rip off the Boondock Saints. That's what it felt oh. like. You know, it's like it's, it's like super style. Yes. And it's like okay. nothing really. I don't know. It, it feels like it's being like we are so smart. Like every every character is the smartest character ever written. And they just feel like fake because they're all saying these like obviously written dialogue, like everybody back to each other. It's all like quips and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just weird. It just didn't work. And uh, and you have so many good people in it, so you'd think like, oh yeah, well they're all gonna elevate it, you know. Um, much like Willem Dafoe's performance in Boondock Saints still is great, even though I don't like that movie anymore. But uh, yeah, since I have since gotten away from Boondock Saints, um, this movie was like fell really flat because it was just like a rip off of that to me. So um, okay. I, it says right now it's on Prime Video. Uh, I'm not sure where else it's it's available. Uh, I found I it on I watched it. Plus just now. I think I watched um, it. It's on their Showtime. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Under Showtime. Yeah, I think I watched it on Paramount yeah. Plus. There's a bunch of stuff lately I've been hitting up on there. But uh, yeah, this one uh, I just had to mention. Uh, as I said, I'm trying not to do the ones I don't care for very much. But because I used to like this one a whole lot and I would have told people like, yeah, that's a really great movie. And then you watch it again as an adult later on or whatever, and you're just like, oh, wait, maybe that was a big mistake. I don't know. So uh, <laughs> it did not work for me, you know. Well, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, like I said, I just thought about that movie for, I don't even remember why. It just like popped I know, in my head. I, I love that. I was driving to work one day. I was like, oh, weird. <laughs> I feel like I should rewatch that. But my memory of it was like, oh, this was like a fun, like crime story. I don't even remember exactly right. what it was about. 
Uh, I forgot about the the mob aspect of it, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until you had mentioned it that uh, I uh, I was like, oh yeah, Bruce Willis was in this. Right. Totally forgot about the Tooch and his two cheeks. I forgot mm-hmm. about uh, Morgan Freeman. I forgot about uh, um, um, Ben Kingsley. Right. As well. So, but so man, many, what a what a so duo. Oh like my two, god, two guys to go after each other. What? It, 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 on paper, it sounds amazing to me. Like they mm-hmm. two, those two like epic actors being the leaders of mobs facing off yeah. each, against each other and like a duel to mm-hmm. the death. Like that sounds great. Um, it's a very convoluted story, but yeah. that's what we realized too. Like it, it felt like it was being like, I'm really smart for coming up with this convoluted story. And, and mm-hmm. then watching it, you're like, this movie could have been an hour and a half instead of two hours. If you had just not made it so fucking convoluted. Um, Guys, this movie could have been an email. So, what are we doing? What are we doing here? This is the movie version of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh yeah, it's out there. Um there's a few movies like that. This is an interesting topic for me too for for us mm-hmm. and then our guests is uh movies from your childhood that you haven't kept up with and then you haven't mm-hmm. seen since then that you hold in really high regard. Um I might have mentioned before there's a movie that I really like called The Legend of 1900, I think um that i really liked and i held it in my head as like this amazing movie and then i watched it like 10 years later and i was like oh my god this movie is not good and uh in my head though still now to this day i remember the first viewing i remember it liking it and i just know don't ever watch it again because you're not gonna like it and it, it has reverted back to my original memory of it but uh, I don't recommend it to people ever. I just know in the back of my head I enjoyed it once. So that's, that's a good level to have it at. But uh, it is weird sometimes when you, you revisit something and then be like, what the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, that happens to me a lot. Um, usually after every recording, I'm like, why? <laughs> why why did I do this? That's why I just go blank and forget it all immediately. That's so I don't a, have to worry about it. That's the best it. way to be. Yeah, yeah, you know? smart, man. I've, I've joined you. Uh, <laughs> good. That. Uh, just just a, a good approach to life, I think. You know? I think overall, man, for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Um, well, good. I'm, I'm glad you, uh, watched it. Now I feel like I have to I'm, step up and do the same I'm thing. I'm curious, man. Then I'll come back on the next episode and be like, Steven, this movie's great. There's so many levels that works on. It might really would do that too, which is great. It might be like, my review is so bad that you're like, I don't know what he's talking about. This really worked for me. I would love that. Look, look his number, his number, his name <laughs> is seven, right? But it's actually Slevin and it's because the L is actually an upside down seven. Okay. So it works on two different levels. Now, what is seven and seven? 14, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if you add additional numbers to that, 23, <laughs> right there no, in front of us the you, whole time. Okay. So if, if, if you, you had seven mm-hmm. and then if you, if you added Slevin to it, you mm-hmm. get 14. Oh, fuck. And then you have to divide by fl- mm-hmm. flea. Yeah. By flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you understand now? You have to carry the cock sock over to the next column. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. Just like that's we right. learned in school, buddy. Uh, exactly, you got to carry the yeah. cock sock. Boy, that was a... They gave a lot of kids like absentee slips for that one. They were just right. Like, a lot of parents like, com- confused but, and mad. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a odd lesson to learn that day, but Hey, you know, it was uh, a, a banana sock that day, but we all knew it, where it, it was really going. Was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Gubell for teaching us about that. You know, she did a great job. Uh, I, I still, I still think about her sometimes at night. Really, uh-huh. really, really late. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Really late. She's a good lady. 
I wonder if she's looking at the same moon I'm looking at. I'm just looking at someone's ass. It's Tucci. I wonder Tucci's if she's Tucci's back. I wonder if she's also looking at Tucci's ass. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, if you see a Tucci's ass, you must you got sing to. to it, you know? Um, did you want to go ahead and get into our main topic? We might as well get there. Most excellent. Um, I'm very excited for this. You suggested oh the God. year of the turt. And oh we God. wanted to go back to the origins. So uh, yeah. you also, you're the one kind of guiding the whole thing here. You're you're the bigger turtle fan. Uh, I think we're both turtle fans, obviously, uh, in real life and the ninja variety. And yeah, um, yeah and I feel like uh, you might be the best one to kind of uh, explain the journey as we get through them throughout this year, as we as we place these turtle mm-hmm. episodes. So uh, we went back to the very beginning. This, this started off as a comic book, obviously. And uh, what can you what? Uh, tell us about that? What? What? I didn't know that. You didn't know That's that? Weird. No. All right. Well, it started as a comic book, man. Holy shit. Do you, do you have any? Do you ever read a comic book? Is it? I, I've only read... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was trying to think of an author. <laughs> <laughs> you ever set yourself up for a bad joke and yeah. you're just like, I knew I would never come up with that. Why did I even try? <laughs> I think I was trying to think of like Nietzsche, but I was like, Parcheesi? Is that a guy? Wait, that's a game. Did he did Nietzsche write Parcheesi? I think I think that's how it works. Nietzsche's Parcheesi. Yeah. If your name rhymes, you must do the crime. And yeah, that's it's how it works. legally required, unfortunately. And that's Patriarchy. books. Yeah. Yep. You nailed it. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I was aware that the Turts were turning forty this year, the year of her turt. Uh, 2024, mm-hmm. uh, last year I became aware of this and I pitched this to you. I think it was like in uh, Q3, maybe mm. Q4 of 2023. Right. We're like, big on hey, the cues. You know, yeah. Absolutely. We keep, keep like, it anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just say to shorten it, yeah. syllables, uh, QAnon. Let's yeah, say. yeah. 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 <laughs> keep it in the realm of the conspiracy. You know, we met at the edge of the earth. Of course, yeah. And we discussed uh, the future of the podcast, which included the yeah. year of the dirt, obviously. And I looked at you, you looked at me, and uh-huh. we were like, back pain? And <laughs> at the same time we were saying this, back pain? Yeah. From the ducking under the dragons? Yes. Wow. We should be friends. I In thought unison, you were Back pain? Vaccine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also started my period. Oh, man. Oh, God. Here we go. Do you have any man pawns? Do I? For the makers of tape patch. <laughs> you know, I forget about uh, us doing the tape patch thing. Like, back in, what was that, 2020? Oh, wow, a long time ago, yeah. It was it was a while back, and I was like, oh, yeah, who did that? I was like, oh, yeah, that was us. That was us. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Forget all about it. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, we're going to discuss today the uh, the the very origins of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is going back to the Mirage Studio uh, original comics mm-hmm. back from 1984. Uh, their first issue was published in May of 1984, and uh, so I've got the uh, the hardcover volume here. The oh my Teenage goodness. Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Ultimate Collection Volume One. Ooh, you heard it. That's it's a real true. book. Absolutely. He just not he just knocked on his book, iPad. But, you know, it's better. Like it's you know, right. fuck it. This ain't fucking Nietzsche, bro. This is Eastern. <laughs> um so this has all the comics we're going to discuss today. And then uh I read the Michelangelo uh micro series, they would call it. It's just a single uh-huh. issue comic. Um from uh the color 
volume. No, no, no. The well, volume two. It's included in the the color volume. You had mentioned that, yeah, before, because yeah. uh, we we have a, a Raphael one shot and then yes. a Michelangelo one shot, and you had mentioned mm-hmm. it was in the color version. I read the black and white originals because I wanted to see what they originally oh, yeah. were came out as, mm-hmm. and then I did go back and read one or kind of skip through a bunch of them in color mm-hmm. to see what that was like. But um, the yeah. I was going through the color one looking for the Michelangelo one. I found the Raphael one and was like, oh, it must be, he must be wrong then. And then I found it in the beginning of the black and white volume two, they had the Michelangelo uh-huh. one shot. And I was like, oh, maybe this is what he was meaning. And then today when I went back through it, I found it in color, the Michelangelo one. So you can find <laughs> okay. it in two spots, the volume two black and white one or in the color volume one. But uh, okay. this is, this is part of my thing with comics and mm-hmm. uh, it, it's like getting into it is almost like too involved. There's like too many mm-hmm. options. So it really helps like uh, what I'm saying, like you're like a steward getting me through these, n- you know, mm-hmm. natural properties. Uh, there's sometimes just like so many options. I don't really know where to start or like what what is the original? Like there's so there's many so names many to for things. From. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. I, and the, the reason I wanted to go back to this is one, I love comics anyway. Two, I love the church. Three, I wanted to share this with Stephen. And uh, by proxy, you, the listener. Indeed. And then uh, four, uh, you know, a fourth option because there are four turtles. Um, <laughs> I'll make one up later. Yeah. For fun, yeah. you know. Four for fun. Um, but uh, I, I thought this would be a good starting point because uh, in this, the year of the turt, for the 40th anniversary, we're going to discuss a lot of turtles media. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to see where um, Ground Zero, nope, too soon, uh, <laughs> where the starting point of all of the turtles' origins right. are. And, and what's different. Get, yeah. yeah, exactly. How things get carried forward right. into subsequent media. Because my first exposure to the Turts is uh, the animated series. I watched, right. uh, I think it was like the second or third episode. I just came across it on TV on a random Saturday. And I immediately fell in love with it. So much so that during a commercial break, kids, there used to be commercial breaks. I don't, just look it up, I guess. I don't, I, so kids I guess like, young people have no idea what the <laughs> yeah. fuck it is. Um, but during a, a commercial break, I ran into the living room. I told my mom, I was like, I think my life just changed. Uh, I don't know about <laughs> He-Man anymore, but I do know I fucking love these turts. And she was like, I don't, you might be in the wrong house. I don't know what words you're saying. Right, so right. I was like, I don't have time for this. There's it's a back giant, on. <laughs> there's a giant android man in his underwear and these turts have invaded his body to bust out this crystal. I have to get back to it. So all that to She's say, She's like, my son's on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be that cool. You know? She knew, she knew. But um, I, uh, my starting point for the turtles was the 1987 Fred Wolf animated series. And this mm. is by the time, you know, the turtles had um, distinct personalities. I mean, it's right there in the theme song, right? Like it, it gives you all the, the turtles characteristics right. and the turtles have different colored bandanas so it's easy to tell them apart visually at a glance and uh yeah so that was my starting point uh, i read the comics but the comics were based on the animated series um continuity you read the those first, comics like, yeah it was for the first like i don't know five issues and then uh-huh. it's kind of like sprawled off into its own separate continuity that has its own like side characters and Certain things that never showed up in uh, some other media until I don't know the past ten years or so. Mm. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, I, I wonder uh, about those different series because I looked that up mm-hmm. and it said like the Ninja Turtle Adventures. 
Oh my God, um, Stephen, that's it. That's yeah. That's it. Yes. <laughs> that was from like 88. It ran for like 12 years or longer or something like that. It was, yeah. it was like a big run, but um, it was like, yeah, it said it was like based on the TV show. Um, and then they like kind of did their own thing. That sounded interesting too, because mm-hmm. once I read these original ones, I was in love, man. Like obviously I too fell in love with them back in the day mm-hmm. from the cartoon and then into the movie. I don't remember like details about first watching the cartoon. It, it was just like one of the staples in our house, you know, like, like GI Joe and the super Mario Brothers super show. Um, yep. you know, it was one of those, one of those things we always watched. And then you had like that arcade game that came out at the same time. Like they were just oh my God. everywhere. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. we tried to explain to people and, and other people have said this too, about like uh, 89 was like the year of Batman. It was just like merchandising his symbols mm-hmm. everywhere. Turtles from like 87 to like 92, we're fucking yeah. everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. we all had costumes. We either our parents made or bought us or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, lunch boxes, all that good shit. And, uh, yeah, that original show though was so good. And it, and, and I knew this, the comic was more violent and it's different as like black and white, but, uh, it was cool. It was, it wasn't mm-hmm. as much as I expected. They still have a lot of the same kind of feeling to it, uh, especially mm-hmm. for that first movie that seemed to have taken a lot yeah. from these comics. So that was really interesting to see that, that kind mm-hmm. of lore carry over. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask you about the violence in the comics versus the, uh, you know, the animated series we grew up with and, mm-hmm. and the movies. Do you feel like the comics were that much more violent than the, like, not really, maybe, right? Maybe like the animated series because it didn't show blood or anything yeah. or people getting stabbed. But, uh, I, I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are saying on, on the uh, <laughs> internet that, <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> These turtle comics, like, oh yeah, they're like super bloody and stuff. It's like, well, there's really, some blood, they're right? Not, not a ton of it. I seem to recall um, like a cover where it's like the turtles, like the the lettering of turtles from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. the top title has like a katana going like across it. Like there's like Leo's hand in the like far left, and there's a katana with like blood dripping off it or something. Yeah, um, that's the first issue. Okay, yeah, that's that's one. That was an image that I've had in my head for like decades that I had heard yeah. from this book. Um, this yeah, it's such a cool looking iconic. thing. Yeah, yeah, right. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing that years ago. And like a lot of people, I was like, oh, I want to see this version, you know. But mm-hmm. and then actually reading them now, um, for one, they were in black and white. So that that's mm-hmm. one of my things I was going to get to is that with the the art is cool and everything, but with with black and white comics and like this grayscale look and you have like the tones and different textures and stuff you can put Mm -hmm. in. But a lot of it was hard to see, like it gets muddied and especially Mm -hmm. if it gets bloodied, you can't really see that. So, uh, Mm -hmm. that's why I wanted to go see the color versions in this, but, uh, and they are a little bit, um, like there's a part where, uh, Mikey asked for a beer, which was funny. Uh, there's like, uh, there's definitely parts where the like, Talk, they like fought the foot or somebody and they're like oh yeah that guy just died like they they fully call it out that they fucking killed him yeah. and then they're like they're happy about it. they're like whatever he was a bad guy obviously let's move yeah. on and i was like oh they really do go there but it wasn't really like super bloody or violent mm-hmm. uh they still have a fun vibe to the violence where it's like this mm-hmm. is like a campy ninja sh- show you know yeah comic or whatever so yeah it was interesting though well i mean the idea of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in and of itself is a parody. So mm, mm. Uh, the the creators, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, they uh, took aspects from different popular comics at the time and kind of repurposed it into this. So like the teenage part comes from the X-Men and, and uh, mm, there's mm. a comic being published at the at the time called The New Mutants. And oh, it right. had teenage characters in it. So they're like, okay, let's just take 
it's combined all these like popular things and you know just for a joke right just right together and then it kind of sprung board from there but the the mutant part of it is similar you know it's from the x-men ninja there was a frank miller comic at the time called ronin that mm. um featured a uh like a, a masterless samurai that uh, traveled to the future and uh, the artwork looked similar to the cover of the first issue. And then uh, the turtles part of it is, uh, you know, why not? (laughs) Everybody likes uh, animals, right? Well, uh, put some fucking turtles in here, bro. Put some fucking turtles in there. Yeah. What are you fucking doing? Put some turtles in there. Yeah, they uh, it was cool in the comics, too, in the black and white version, at least uh, at the end, they had some like commentary from Peter Laird and uh, and I just forgot Kevin the Eastman. name, Kevin Eastman. Mm-hmm. And it was cool. They'd have like each of their opinions about something and then they would like break down the pages and panels and stuff, which mm-hmm. that was I didn't read as all of those, but it was just kind of cool to get the little blurbs. And they had various things they would talk about, like why they named them like after Renaissance painters and not like Japanese names. And they were like, mm-hmm. that, that's just because we couldn't find, like, we couldn't make up enough cool ones that would sound good. But yeah. we had other, like, Japanese characters in there. Like, it's not like we were avoiding that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was cool to see kind of their their history of it and everything. And then they mentioned, uh, much like this podcast, that they did a, a significant portion of this book while living states away from each other and yeah. passing them back and forth, which I thought was just wild. How What well, a cool yeah, thing back in the 80s. If they were ever in the same spot, each other for too long, they would have to destroy each to. other. That's just how it works. Do you know their relationship? Are they still friendly? Um, I was They're hoping very they were. sexual with each other. Oh, okay, good. very sexual. No, um, are they still yeah, fingerly? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie was involved in that one for sure. Um, so yeah, it's it's kind of complicated. So they they uh, lived in. I guess like Maine or, or whatever back in the, the day. There was a few, it was like Massachusetts and like New Hampshire or something. Yeah. And like like I, I feel like they, they made it all across like yeah. New England at New the England. very least. Yeah. Yeah. It's all kind of like one big soup up there to me. Um, But yeah, they, they lived in the same, uh, I guess like house temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, the Peter Laird and his wife had a spare room that Kevin Eastman was renting from them and, Late one night, they stayed up and uh, they were kind of like pitching ideas back and forth. And one of them drew a a, a turtle with nunchucks strapped to its wrist and a, a mask on, and uh, he passed it to the other one just to make him laugh. Mm-hmm. And then you know they they kind of followed up with additional drawings, and they just ended up developing it into this first issue. And they didn't know it was going to take off, so they were just like, "Hey, we'll put together this thirty-page issue and publish it, and just see what happens." You know, right? It like. It's it's a, a weird concept. How could it possibly take off? Well, it fucking did. Yeah. In a big bad way. And uh like you said, Turtle Mania ended up sweeping the late 80s, early so 90s. So fast. And it's just like I forgot like how big it was. Like the very first concert I ever went to <laughs> was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of Their Shells tour. So fucking cool too. It was fucking insane. Like it looked, it looked. Are we bad. watching that for this event for this podcast, uh, Stephen? I I was going to pitch that to you off air, but like if we got to do it, we can. For I would. Sure, you know, it would be weird to watch the entire if you could find it online, like the entire concert or something. Uh, I have seen YouTube? clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I've seen clips of it, and I was also there as a child. Um, I don't remember, like, have m- many memories of it, but um, it was yeah. It's you like went they're ever. It oh yeah, man. Oh my god! I wonder if we were at the same. Uh, Dude, concert experience. sitting right next to each other, didn't even know it. Just just a yeah. couple bros. Gonna yeah. do a podcast about this later. 
I was like, why is this guy, this little kid that's younger than me, bald and has a beard? That's weird. <laughs> then I looked at my hands. Oh, I'm the brown one. Oh, no. Oh, maybe, maybe I'm the weird one. <laughs> No, oh, yeah. Oh my god, um, that really like threw me off. I know I can't. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. But all that to say, you know, um, they they didn't have expectations about this series taking off. So when I was reading back through this first issue, and I knew it when I originally read it, like I don't know, fifteen years ago or whatever. Mm. Uh, I was kind of late to the original comic series, but uh, I I did eventually go through like everything, and um, especially this time when I was looking at it through my own like modern eyes and um, just knowing what it's like to be the creator of mm. something, you know, there are certain like comics or, or uh, things that I've, I've made in the past where I was like, Oh, this is not going anywhere. Like, so I'm very <laughs> familiar with that mindset, you know? Right. And uh, to read the or reread the first issue with that mindset of like, we're going to put this together. We're going to like put a bunch of effort into it, but like it may not go anywhere. That's fine. We're just going to like keep mm -hmm. working on this. So if this never took off or whatever, maybe their their next hit is like Fugitoid or whatever who right. shows up in this volume or, you know, some other concept they come up with later down the road. Uh, the I, I don't know. I, I think it's more important to do the work mm. and go through the, the process of not only writing and drawing this, but also going through the aspect of like, how do I get this published? Like, right. I have to contact a printer and have them publish this at uh, X size or whatever. Like the original three to four issues were this like larger magazine size format where mm. it's larger than a, uh, on a, I think top and bottom, um, than an actual like comic that you would find today. But, that was kind of the resource they had. So that's what they went with. And then on sub subsequent reprintings, they had the first issue in just a regular standard comic book size. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's all like logistics stuff that you have to figure out later on. Um, and no internet. No like, internet. Just the fact that they did like the, the people did things before the internet just kind of is astounding to me now. Like <laughs> how did you, how did you learn how to publish a comic book by yourself in the eighties? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Just give that up. That can't be true. That's impossible. Nah. That would never happen. I think about this every once in a while where I'm like, if I got like transported back into time and I still had my phone mm -hmm. on me when that happened, I wouldn't have any service, but I could probably still like play a movie on my phone that I had downloaded on there or whatever. Mm. Then if I showed this to like, uh, the medieval people of that time that I was transported right. back in, they're like, make this happen again. And I could like have them watch the movie, <laughs> but if my phone dies and they get mad at me and like, right. Say they're going to behead me if I don't bring it back. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do that, uh -huh. but I would be the best person to like try to figure it out, you know, just cause I'm from that time. Right. But I don't know how to make a, a fucking iPhone. I don't know how to, <laughs> Like even dude, even if we like somehow harnessed electricity, like right. lightning from the sky <laughs> and we trapped it somewhere, I wouldn't know how to get that into my phone to recharge my battery. You know, maybe you could just show them the phone enough before it dies, but mm -hmm. like, see, you know, hold it up and be like, I'll, I'll kill you guys with this. Like you threaten mm -hmm. them with it, a power they don't understand, mm -hmm. you know? And then, uh, like you, like the original iPhone apps that were like so cheesy, 
where it'd be like, uh, do you remember there's like uh, beer chugging ones? And like, it's like, cause you <laughs> yeah. can, you can turn it with the accelerometer. The beer would like pour out. It's like, yeah. you have like shotgun ones, you know, just like oh, show them yeah. stuff that they don't even like, just like blow their mind. Uh-huh. And then you become a God to them. Yeah. And then, uh, don't show them ever again, you know, <laughs> yeah. threaten them with it. Now, this one is uh, an app from Hooters, okay? It, <laughs> it looks like these ladies are going to clean my screen. It doesn't actually work. It doesn't. That's disappointing a little bit. Is but. that one from back in the day? Or is this a new yeah. one you just downloaded? Uh, yes to both. <laughs> Do you remember when we were like first friends? Because that was like when the iPhone came out. It was like right before we yeah. got to we, we got together. Yeah. Uh, there was one that uh, it was called like Jiggly Bounce or something, and you could place two circles on the screen that would bounce. So of course you you place them on on a boobies picture, uh, and then you could like shake your phone and they would like bounce around. Do you remember me doing that? Holy shit! Uh, no, <laughs> we might have to take a break. <laughs> getting heated it was so funny because you could like put it on like uh i don't know you could put it on uh stanley tucci for instance oh, yeah. put it on those mm-hmm. two cheeks and then you could make him a little you know do a little butt wiggle whatever and it was like such a stupid but it was just like i love that like we have the technology we've got to do it we got to make these these things jiggle <laughs> right yeah. you know that was like one of the first apps that was out there it's crazy like uh fucking uh uh steve jobs is looking at the the phone and it looks like pristine ready for a release he's like but what are the jiggle physics right. <laughs> jiggle know. physics is actually yeah. yeah what they called it internally <laughs> is that the new sync word <laughs> jiggle physics did i say it? yeah it sounds pretty cool yeah um uh so i want to talk about april in this comic book or i guess okay. the 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 lore mm-hmm. uh, of the books to to the rest of the stuff that i knew right well, yeah, and Stephen, I'll I'll be honest with you. Uh, I stayed up late on Friday night doing mm. my homework, and I mean that in a very real sense because I've got like actual like, oh my paper goodness, notes, paper notes, paper notes here, legit ones. Paper O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she is. Uh, she's just called April at first, and then they added the mm-hmm. O'Neill. I guess uh, she starts off as a computer programmer of a mouser. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a robot mouse hunter that is uh, yeah. being released by uh, Baxter. What's his name again? Baxter Stockman. Baxter, Baxter Stockman. Was he a <laughs> bastard, bastard Stockman? Bastard Stockman. I do not he like that bastard Stockman. Outside of wedlock. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> he just thought that was his name. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm a bastard. I've been, yeah. I've been there my whole life. Actual uh, name? Clarence. Just Clarence Stockman. <laughs> You don't know. Is he from the the cartoons as well? He was. So in the nineteen eighty seven Fred Wolf animated series, he was a like a white professor. He mm. had like kooky hair and shit. And oh, weird. Okay. I, like I know that's like fucked up that they would whitewash this character, but eventually they just fly wash that same character because he turns into like a fly. Oh, a okay. Fly character. I thought you so were going like, back. Like, like he's, he's, super fly. He's, Oh, well, like they, they made him black like, again. <laughs> I mean, kind of like in, in Mutant Mayhem, but it's a, a different character. Mm-hmm. Okay. Character oh, that's right. Super, yeah. Superfly voiced by Ice Cube. Oh, my God. Ice that's Cube, so great. Your favorite Ninja Turtle villain. 
dude. Uh, I'm looking forward to that movie uh, down the road because I still haven't seen it yet. Oh, my God. Steven, I'm so um, excited for you to watch it, but it's going to come like way down the road. Yeah. I mean, you could just I know. Like, watch it. And, I've thought about it, watch it or whatever, not but. having to wait, but uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I might yeah. I might just want to get into it. But um, I remembered him a little bit as like a villain. Like uh, his name mm-hmm. sounded familiar. Uh, that's why I was asking about the, the comic or the cartoon. But um, yeah, the, the mouse or robots I thought were really cool design. And uh, it was just funny to see April that way. I love the details that like went through, especially to like the original movie. Like she owns yeah. like this secondhand antique store and she mm-hmm. like lives above it. And that was like, that's like part of it. They, the turtles like come back at one point and find Splinter is gone from their, their sewer lair. And they like, all the stuff has been messed up so they can't stay there. They have to go stay with April. And I'm like, yeah, that's in the movie. Uh, yeah. I think the first two movies, I guess. And, uh, it was cool to see some of the details like follow through that way. Even like so much so that like there were, there were two different actresses, main actresses that played April in those first two movies. And, yeah. uh, I, I can kind of hear their voices and picture them. And, um, I could put them in the role, you know, in the comic, mm-hmm. like she, she seemed to like the, the April I know, like seemed to be straight on the page, you know, right there. So, yeah. um, just like some details changed, which is interesting. There was a, uh, a rumor back in the day. And um, I don't know if you how closely you looked at the cover to uh, the black and white volume mm. one, but April on this, um, not quite redheaded and oh, a little uh, bit like mm-hmm. darker skin tone. And there was a rumor back in the day that April was actually a black woman mm-hmm. uh, in the comics because comics black and white, you know, right. Hard to tell. And you see her standing next to Baxter Stockman in black and white his skin is darker uh-huh. but that's not to say she can't be like a light-skinned black woman you know we see it all the time and uh so that was the rumors like oh april was originally black and mm-hmm. then in subsequent like animated series when they made april black and, and of course there was a contingent of i, I wouldn't say fans in of correct case, americans yep okay. <laughs> people who uh, got pissed off that she was black and then there was like a the opposite side of that mm. was like oh no she was black in the original comics but right that wasn't that wasn't true if any because i looked this up recently i was like we gotta we gotta figure this out and we gotta figure out race relations uh <laughs> it's gotta turks. start here yeah we, we must start somewhere and it must start with the turks <laughs> we're gonna fix it in 2024 and um, like there's a little note in this volume that says that uh, uh, April was, uh, like you said, only the first name was what they had. They mm-hmm. didn't really know what race she was going to be or what she was going to look like, but they ended up uh, drawing her. And um, Kevin Eastman said something to the, to the effect that uh, Peter Laird originally uh, said like, oh, maybe she's like Asian or whatever, mm-hmm. but. They didn't go that direction, and um, I guess Kevin Eastman said, oh, she's really, like, based on, I guess personality-wise, she's based on his, uh, I guess, ex-wife or uh, wife at the time who was mm. mixed-race uh, black. And, um, but, you know, kind of long story short, her last name is O'Neill, and I feel like that's, uh, like, an Irish last name. Mm. So it kind of makes sense that she's, you know, fair-skinned and red-headed. I don't know. It really doesn't matter the, mm. in the long run, but I'm glad I brought it up because I really ran out of steam <laughs> like, on this whole topic. <laughs> and, uh, I don't know why you brought it up at all. <laughs> why even bring it up? You know, should we edit it out? Probably. Will we? No, let's not do it. Let's just leave it in. Leave it in so people can have this knowledge that April, April was always white. Okay. Very important. We must get there. We have to get there, Steven. 
we must do it. You bring up a good point, though, which is uh, <laughs> when you when you think about the turtles. Yeah. I just thought about this because you said the Asian thing, and I was like, oh, there, there's so much Asian influence in this. Like Splinter mm-hmm. is technically like Japanese. Like if you think yeah. about uh, him being a rat, like you you underneath that though it should be like a japanese like voice and and stuff like that and they have like an accent for it like in the movies yeah. but uh yeah, exactly like uh famous japanese wait hold on chinese <laughs> human jackie chan who voices him in the, <laughs> the newest movie but that's a step hearing, in the right direction a step in the right direction yeah t- t- toward the east i suppose um but i remember hearing that casting announcement i was like do they know do the, do the <laughs> casting people know all right cool they're just gonna go for it but it's fine. It's really a really fun performance that he has. I, I was, was even thinking about, about milking. <laughs> I was even thinking about the original, though. I don't know who voices the original movie version of Splinter uh, or uh, the cartoon, that for that matter. Uh, Kevin Clash, who was uh, the mm-hmm. original voice of Elmo before he got oh, ran out of funny. town on some like uh, wild shit. No, that's not funny, though. Yeah. Uh, he tickled Elmo too hard. He tickled something too hard, yeah. No. Well, mm-hmm. that's never good. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes you hear that and you're just like, oh, uh, I was about to say something cool about that person. Uh, I guess not. Uh, yeah. Move it on. Um, fuck, I just lost my entire train of thought. I keep doing this to you. This is <laughs> Prepare for the year of uh, interrupted thought because that's where this is going. That's kind of what I'm getting at. It's a good one. It's a good one. Um, was it about April or Baxter? It might have been. Oh, it was about the turtles because uh, we get back to that. Yeah. If you were to say that, like, almost in my head, it's better because she's just in New York. Uh, she could just be, you know, she could be anything in New York. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. like a melting pot. But uh, they have enough Asian influence, I think, throughout the books and the other characters. My point was that I was getting to is uh, these are American teenagers, the uh, the turtles mm-hmm. themselves. And uh, going back to your, uh, you know, talk about uh, what race April is and stuff like that. I was mm-hmm. I was about to ask you, like, oh, yeah, like, how do you picture the turtles? And then I was like, they're green. Yeah, that's how you exactly. picture them. They're just green. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. it. So uh, even with them, yeah, you can uh, you can just you know take them. Uh, it's it's a, it's a book about you know anthropomorphic turtles. Yeah, move along. You know, that's it's just like that's uh, that mermaid need. movie. You know, mermaids don't exist, so they aren't black or white. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They don't exist. Yeah. So so that Michael Jackson song was about. Also, that's right. A person who was canceled. Yeah. Post death though. So that's weird. That didn't really have an effect. Really. And then revived back. Not like not revived to life. Mm-hmm. But like maybe brought back and they kinda canceled again. And there's documentaries and it's like, I don't know what to think. But I should do know we, that thriller is a banger. That's all I got. Should we and could we resurrect a deceased uh famous person just to cancel them to their fucking faces and then like have them killed? It would be kind of cathartic for some people, I think, right? To yeah. Be able to do uh-huh. that. So. Yeah. Maybe we ought to bring that up. We gave you life and we're taking it back, but not before we say you're canceled. And before right. they could say, wait, what does that mean? They're they're dead again. Like they're just confused yeah. at that point. <laughs> now they have unfinished business. Now they haunt their earth forever. Wow. Picking off prey that they were preying on during their time. Really, we just made it worse. Let's not do that. Coming this fall to UPN, canceled ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> they bring back the the network upn just for even that. that was resurrected damn yeah. <laughs> a whole ass channel got canceled <laughs> oh man holy shit oh man oh my god what were we well, talking about uh, you know 
Yeah. Uh, the turrets. Um, okay, so I only have a few notes on here. And uh, one thing that I definitely want to, only to hit on. Only a few? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you've noticed, Brett, but when we, let, when we write a lot of notes, we tend to have three-hour episodes. So yeah, I, we're going four <laughs> hours for every turt-flavored episode. Oh, no. What did I I've sign up for? I've written so many notes, Stephen. <laughs> I'm I would just yes then let's let's get to those uh including uh I'm sure you have notes about the alien Saurian race in this book which are the Triceratons that's how I reference them these motherfudgers get into your okay multiple pages of those okay that's t that's about 10 right there the Triceratons Stephen <laughs> They must be talked about. I thought they would need to be. What do you think Steven, about them, Brent? I love the Triceratons. Oh, my God. Uh, so cool. Point the first. They are dinosaurs. Point the right. second. See point the first. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I try to think back on, like, why I love certain things, right? Um, you know, I, I told you over the past couple of years, I've really just become enamored with otters. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. I just love them so much. They just look so joyful and peaceful and they just like fucking having a they just good like time, fucking, you know? Yep. I mean, if you don't write, <laughs> it can be both. Um, so I was like, eh, that's, that's gotta be something, you know? And I've, I feel like my, uh, I've brought that into my, my own personality a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, but on other things like dinosaurs i'm like why 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 dinosaurs you know like i'm glad i love them because they're great the best beings that have ever run this planet you know mm, indeed they should they should be brought back they did a better job of us exactly let's re let's call upn get them on the yeah. horn have them resurrect the dinosaurs <laughs> the tv show <laughs> yeah the tv show and the creatures you know and then like uh what if they bring back all these dinosaurs and they're like, oh, yeah, one other thing. We just, like, the day before we resurrected the dinosaurs, we found this out. They all had these uh, giant white sheets they wore. And it turns uh -oh. out that the dinosaurs uh -oh. were all, like, of the clan. <laughs> the guy, like, all of you? Like, what did you even hate if you were all on the same page? That's so weird. They but, No, they were still like, we don't like brown dinosaurs. Oh, God. <laughs> Only green. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever wonder why they call the leader... The Grand Dragon? It's because of us. <laughs> oh fuck! I didn't oh, know. Oh no! I didn't. That one I actually was good. <laughs> I didn't think you guys could see color. Holy shit! Um, but like, yeah, I was thinking like, why do I love dinosaurs? Like the first movie I ever saw in theaters was The Land Before Time. So I was like, oh, maybe that's it. Uh, and it, it, it probably is, honestly. Maybe. But um, the Triceratons, you know, they were like early in uh, turtles lore. I didn't um, know anything about them. I don't remember yeah, them. They were, they were in the animated yeah. series. They were not to this sure extent, but a lot of the other Turtles media, like subsequent animated series and um, like comic book series, the Triceratons are like heavily featured. Gotcha. Like when the Triceratons show up, it's like you're fucked. Like they're, they're yeah. just like such a powerful, like warring alien species that it's, it's like it has to be of some seismic import whenever right. they show up, you know? Yeah. Um, I kind of get a vibe yeah. from them, like to, to be able to pull from other pop culture. Um, it's kind of like a, a Klingon from Star Trek, like um, mm -hmm. very strong, powerful race, like of people in, in space fighting these wars, or whatever you get this idea that they are um, 
you know, evolved. Like they they stand upright and they have like spacesuits, mm-hmm. and um, you kind of get a, a, a vibe from it, like 1993's epic masterpiece, Super Mario Brothers. Okay, um, wow. It's like it's like a world mm-hmm. where instead of mammals you know, evolved dinosaurs evolved, which I think you can be in support of. Yes. I feel like I've just been fury roaded. This is what this feels like. <laughs> huh. Okay. All right. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> to answer your Get question, yeah. God. Uh-huh. Um, I had the Triceraton action figure. It was just like one character. Like they just put like the entire race into one character. There's this orange Triceratops uh, mm. figure that I had. And of course, you know, it was, uh, I love those playmates toys back in the day, but certain characters like the Triceraton and Leatherhead, it's like, Oh, did you want an action figure where you constantly have to like hold the tail up to its butt because it won't stay on? <laughs> Congratulations. You're That's in a luck. Good toy. Yeah. You made one for you. Um, you'll lose that shit before too long. Don't even worry about it. Just don't turn them around. It's did fun. they have the spacesuit? The one, the toy you had? No, it was, um, uh, no, they didn't, didn't have that. I don't remember any of that shit. That was one of the most fascinating parts of them to me was that they have space helmets that that have ports for their horns to go through. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought how each of them would have to have them custom made to fit their horn. You know, the size, the diameters mm-hmm. of those and like uh, the placement of them. Yeah. And then they all like, I imagine whenever they, you know, like you in movies, like the helmet comes down and it's like. Yeah. All that. Like I want to hear their each of their little. The little horns go, you know, like yeah, <laughs> as that seals around them. Oh, uh, just the good. the entire. I know they're a, they're an intimidating, warring race of you know of giant mm-hmm. triceratops people, but they're also so adorable. They really are, you know. Mm-hmm. Sure, they'll like murder people just on sight purely, but like they just look so fucking cute, dude. Right, right, dude. Yeah. And then so. This, this is one thing I had a big question on because I don't know the, the big history of, of turtles and everything. Um, there's another alien race in this that they stumbled upon at the TCRI, yes. TCRI building, uh, yeah. TGIF, um, where uh, <laughs> they um, they stumble upon this like plot or whatever. And uh, that was cool, too. It's like they're that again. What's that? TCRI? Uh, it's really hard for me to keep that straight now that I said TGIF. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, they, that was also something that, that carried on to the movies, but in a different way. And it was cool mm-hmm. to, to see them like be like, oh, this is like the where the ooze came from and all that kind of stuff. But uh, And they had these aliens. There's like these guys walking around, and then they go to eat some lunch. And then uh, Splinter bursts in there, and uh, all of their little aliens are actually like from the tummies of these robots they've been in, these exoskeletons, and now they're on the mm-hmm. table eating. And yeah. they reminded me... Of another character, another alien, I suppose, from the uh-huh. cartoon. But yes. this is like a whole different version of that. I I, I, yeah. I don't even know how to, you know, f- to go from one to the mm-hmm. other. So uh, tell us about it, Brett. Well, Stephen, perhaps <laughs> you're talking about the Utroms. The Utroms. look like the character Krang from the 1987 animated series. Um, That's right. This is another entire race that was condensed down into one character for uh, the animated series back in the day. And uh, for the action figure line. But... Again, the Utrams are a major race in um, uh, uh, other comic series and other animated uh. series and, and whatnot. Um, uh, it it kind of gets remixed depending on which canon you're looking at. But uh-huh. um, sometimes Krang is the name of a 
a species like in the 2012 animated series like the cgi nickelodeon series uh-huh. um they call all of those characters the krang uh-huh. that's that's the name of it and then i think later down the road they say well the krang is like a uh militant version of the utrams that gotcha. have like done all this stuff um and then uh, they do something similar in the current IDW series where the Utrams and the Triceratons have this like major war between each other. Mm. And then, you know, the Turks and the humans are caught in the middle of all that shit. Um, but yeah, just another like major, um, uh, I, I guess, like stumbling block in the uh, the Turtles canon mm-hmm. for, um, you know, just just trying to get on, you know, there's, yeah. there's not one goddamn pizza that's eaten in these pages i don't know if you noticed that or not i did i didn't actually notice that i heard afterwards when i was reading about it that the cartoon is where they like got their like colorful masks and stuff mm-hmm. um and then they that's when they got their love of pizza and it's like one of those details that you feel is so you know ingrained in there that yeah. uh there are a lot of things in the comics that like we've talked about that did get transferred over it's interesting what did and how much mm-hmm. of it was like early on like that they had these things in mind already or mm-hmm. like certain characters or like types of creatures or whatever um but yeah it's uh it's cool to see how it shaped up and then how it also changed because in the black and white version you you also can't see the colors of their masks they just wear masks no big deal the color version has them in all red which i knew about but uh it's so jarring when you see it it's really Uh hard to keep track of them uh it's so much better when they're all colorful and it just looks cooler you know but uh that was that was interesting to, to finally read it that way I remember seeing that back in the day as well, and I was like, this is jarring to look at. Um, the original volume of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comics ran for like know, several years, but it ran up through like issue 62 or something like that. Um, the uh, Ninja Turtle Adventures series that uh, was published by Archie Comics had the like multicolored bandanas. That one ran for like 72 issues, but... The the ones where they're wearing like all red masks, it always throws me off. That's just like I could look at the same image every day for the rest of my life, and I would still be like, I didn't think of like another color. <laughs> they're, they're like other things. But also, that was another constraint for publishing the comics. Is like mm-hmm. the the first three or four issues, um, maybe more. Uh, they could only do like one color plus black and white you know for the right that's all they had money for so if they were going to use like one of those colors i could see like well we'll just make everyone red you know like what's yeah. the point but it's there it's black and white in the interior anyway and they were really just using their weapons to tell a difference or have one of the characters talk to another one and say donatello say the, yeah say the name you know, stop jacking off we're, we've got <laughs> these monsters we've got to deal with these books are was so much different than the cartoons. There's a lot really more jacking is, yeah. off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because Michelangelo in the, the animated series, he would be the one to jack off. So right. he didn't have it nailed down. You know, he's the party dude. That's what he would like to do. If Pizza Man co- doesn't come in 10 minutes, mm-hmm. then Michelangelo is <laughs> taking care of himself. <laughs> That's why he's sitting underneath that sewer grate. He's like, yeah, let's see what he's... Let it rain, baby. Let's see what that undercarriage do. You know? Um... Uh, like I said, Stephen, I've got I've got so many notes here. Uh-huh. Um, let, let me give you some uh, some broad strokes. So the give, uh, yeah, the, give the really good ones, man. The uh, the issues we're talking about are uh, 
issues one through seven of the series and then the uh, Raphael and then Michelangelo micro series, which is, uh, again, like a, a joke term. At the time, they were uh, Marvel and DC were publishing these uh, maxi series, which were like four to 12 issue long, like finite Stay series. Free maxi series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you didn't like an issue, you would use it as a panty liner. Oh, Man, that's nice. Yeah, yeah anyone can way. do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So as a joke, they put up these micro series. So they got the red color. Exactly. There you go. That's how they came up with it. (laughs) Covers are black and white as well. Until. Um, But yeah, so the 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 micro series term is a joke. It's Mm -hmm. just like it's it's micro series. It's just one issue or whatever. So that's all that is. Um, All the issues were like thirty pages long, typically. Uh, single issues are like, I think at the time were anywhere from like 17 to 20 pages. Mm. And then, uh, so this is like an extra 10 pages on top of that. Yeah. And these pages are like fairly detailed and they're on this duo tone paper, mm-hmm. which has these, it, it looks like just white paper until you put these different chemicals on there and it reveals alternating lines that go from like diagonal, diagonally from left to right. Huh. And then, um, Add the second chemical on there. It has the alternating line pattern. And uh, it can make things look uh, lighter and darker and and whatnot. Um, And then, uh, yeah. (laughs) Got a a dog entering the uh, festivities here. Um, Is he a ninja dog? Probably not. He's very loud. Very loud and whiny. So he's the Michelangelo of the group. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay. You better not jack off in here. (laughs) <laughs> just, just looked at me. I'll do what I want, bitch. He said. Um, so he's like, I can uh, suck yeah. my own dick. I'll do what I want, Dad. Yeah, just, just don't even worry about it. Um, so originally, in the the comics, uh, the way that these were published, the Michelangelo uh, single issue came out in the middle of uh, or in between issues five and six, which kind of threw off the the time between like the airlock, the turtles choking the mm. space airlock uh, cliffhanger. Um, and you have this, you know, story about Michelangelo in, uh, Christmas time. He finds a cat named Clunk who becomes yeah. a recurring character in the, the series, uh, okay. and, like subsequent series and whatnot. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun, but also, mm-hmm. you know, you get to this cliffhanger. If you're into the series, you're like, I just want to see what happens next. Right. Really. I don't have to take this Christmas detour, but you know, especially yeah, like Christmas issue. detour that surprised yeah. me that that issue in particular was hard to, to read in black and white. I felt because it had snow everywhere. And it yeah. was like, you it's like you draw a page in black and white and then flick a whole bunch of white dots on it. Yeah. And they're like, can you see what's going on? Let's move on. It's like, okay, yeah. that is what a blizzard is like, I suppose. Uh-huh. But it is difficult to read. <laughs> it really flattens out the the page for sure. Yeah. Um, and especially with like the, the way some of the pages were inked. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, sometimes you have too much going on. It flattens everything. Your eye doesn't know where to land and it right. causes an issue. But uh, I came across that as well. I'm glad you pointed it out because I, was, I wasn't sure if it was like just me or whatever. It kind of reminded me of that witch's book we read a while ago. That oh, was, yeah. had that chemical process on it. It just like made it like mm-hmm. muddy. You know, it was just like yeah. harder to see a little bit. It was still cool. Like it looked like snow. It was good for the, mm-hmm. the Mikey one. But, um, but yeah, it, and his was like a, a true like kind of one shot i guess it does introduce a character you said clunk mm-hmm. the cat comes back but yep the Raphael one introduces casey jones who also is yep. fairly much like his movie incarnation that i know and love and that mm-hmm. whole introduction besides mentioning of the uh jose canseco bat uh was pretty <laughs> much ripped off the page so yeah 
yeah. know, they added that part. But uh, otherwise, it was uh, it was pretty similar to when you first meet, you know, Casey Jones when Raph is uh, going to the streets and he's all pissed off and everything in the trench coat. Mm-hmm. About to yeah. angry jerk off somewhere. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the bushes. <laughs> That's where he was. He went and saw Critters and was like, I don't know about this. I feel like I got to relieve some of the stress and crank off in the, the park real quick. <laughs> Um, so the, the creators, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, they worked on every page together, except for maybe one that was in, uh, I think it was the first issue. It was like a, uh, uh, nighttime, like right. city scape or whatever. But, uh, otherwise they, they worked back and forth. They passed pages back and forth, even when they were living in separate States, they would mail pages back and forth or maybe meet up and swap. Um, yeah. Like, it seems like it's a, a, a very like, um, I don't know. It's it's hard to differentiate who did what on some of these pages. Yeah. I'm familiar with like some of their more recent works, but it's you know this kind of like 40 years ago. It's hard to tell. Right. They've evolved so much as um, artists that it's uh, it's hard to tell where one began and the other ended. Uh, they just make this like third artist person essentially and uh, come together. Some of the human centipede, way. much like the human centipede. Yeah, right. Just going uh-huh. from one to the other, passing it down. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think uh, <laughs> there was a theme behind the human centipede of like inheritance? Oh yeah, I suppose it could be about that. I I always thought it was about recycling. I thought it was an environmental movie. Oh, uh-huh. could be both. Yeah, it, there's no limits to that. Uh, film is an art form. You know, you can put lots of layers in there. Yeah, yeah, you can shit anything with nipples. <laughs> I got nipples, Greg. Can you shit me? <laughs> Um, let's see here. Um, yeah. So their personalities, the, the turtles are, are fairly similar, but they get more individualized as the series goes on. Uh, we find out that Donatello is more of like the, the techie guy and like one of the mouser issues and, uh, Leonardo is, seems to be the leader fairly straight on and, um, matter of fact, glad to the, see it. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He's the, he's the first, uh, he's person the to speak, right? You know? It's via caption, but Hey, He's like, hey, He's like, I'm Leonardo. Leonardo? Leonardo? Yeah. My brain <laughs> it's and a my me. mouth gave up. <laughs> it's a me, Leonardo. <laughs> he lived next door to Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watching Netflix. <laughs> and then um, uh, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird named their company Mirage Studios as a joke because there's no actual studio. It's just in Peter Laird's, like, living room essentially it's a good name for a studio too i think i mean it's pretty solid i, I didn't I like even it. realize it until they mentioned it uh yeah like several decades on i was like oh honestly pretty good makes a lot of sense to me and it kind of does go back to like uh you know just hanging out with friends and trying to make each other laugh and put mm-hmm. maybe create something and put it out there and you never know what might stick like i yeah. even saw uh one of the i think it was on wikipedia or something like that it talked about how they had advertised this book coming out and like something for the like trades, whatever. It's like some magazine, you know, they, they mm. advertised in it, but they also put an advertisement in their other book, a book I've never heard of theirs. And it's like, they had something else going on during this. Um, You're talking about gobbledygook? Gobbledygook. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They had a, it's like, like an advertisement that, you know. for that coming out or for the right. first issue of this coming out. So they were making stuff regardless, whether it's uh, gobbledygook or turtles or fugitoid, they were like just making comics to, right be making comics and they had a huge hit professional yeah like that's cool like that happens and uh 
you know, we're waiting any day for this to hit this podcast. Yeah. And um, I mean, we've put in no, I mean, almost no effort, but um, and mm-hmm. we've gotten almost no return. So, so far, so good, I think. I mean, honestly, you get what you give and it <laughs> yeah. turns out it's nothing, you know? All right. So page ah. two of notes. Ooh. Uh, so I, I went through here and made notes just like as reference as we, we talked through and some of the, the points we had mentioned, but I, I went through here and listed the different like characters or ideas that are introduced issue per issue mm. and kind of see how that gets doled out over time. Because if you, you know, your first exposure to the Turts is the 1990 movie, mm. there's a, a lot of things in that movie that come from the comics, but those comics are spread out over like, Right. Four or five years or something like that. Yeah, you know, totally. Or the animated series and, and whatnot. So um, first issue published May 1984. Uh, again, that uh, comic book cover is fucking iconic. It's up yep. there with the first appearance of Spider-Man or Superman or Batman, uh, Wonder Woman. Like all of it's just like up there. But, you know, something special about the uh, the Turk cover that really speaks to me. You see all their right. weapons. They're like, cool. these guys are not fucking around, dude. They It almost has a quality. The, the art in general versus what they become I, and i don't know about the art like if that changes a lot um going forward or whatever but you know there's mm-hmm. like different like shapes to their bodies and their faces and stuff and yeah uh some of these like earlier ones it's like they have longer necks like they have they almost look like ganglier than like beefy yeah. um and uh it, it's almost like like the first season of the simpsons to like the rest of it it's like it's like that kind of it's like you can see that they're the simpsons yeah. But they're different. Like they're more, it's a little rougher, you know? Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting to see though, but, um, uh, even in the church boy, <laughs> even in the, uh, these like few books, um, they, these took like years for them to release, which I thought yeah. was wild too. Mm-hmm. Um, cause they were doing it all independently. And, uh, but they even seem to, to kind of refine themselves as they go along. But, uh, I, I just got that kind of that weird uncanny Valley sort of vibe, of a, of a project that you know really well, and then you go to read the original, and you're like, oh, they're different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. But overall, I thought they, like the like you said, too, like they the way that they could blend their art style, seeing mm-hmm. as they were both drawing and inking stuff, uh, was pretty great. Like, I, I couldn't tell you who's doing what. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it, uh, it's cool. A, a lot of the time in modern comics, when writers or artists work together like this, it's usually one person is writing, the other person is drawing. But this is the two of them doing both or handing off like yeah uh layouts or whatever to one person for this sequence and then the other person's laying out the other one and then you kind of get together and start inking or doing the duotone stuff um you know you get it you've been I, there i'm a i make comics for a living so no right. one's ever read them mm-hmm. so it's not much of a living but um mm-hmm. so i i get you man i mean you published that comic watchman's yeah, about the mm-hmm. guy who has all his watches. Yeah, exactly. And it's like this is a really like deep trip, and it's really just right. the guy like, do you want to buy a watch? And then you, it, he just walks if, around saying that. If you do, go to uh, page two. If you don't, go to page three. And <laughs> people just automatically go to page three. It's just blank. It's like it's I didn't, a it's a you choose your own adventure, tell your yeah. own time book. Uh huh. Yeah. You get to draw in the time throughout the book. Be like, yes. oh no, it's it's uh, it's uh, four ten. <gasps> yeah. Oh my god, it's about to smoke. It, uh, if you if you draw in nine eleven, there's automatically <laughs> something that pops up and says too soon, too soon. You can't. It's too soon. It um, is too soon. 
so uh, yeah, uh, page nine was the one that I was telling you about. Uh, might be the only page in the volume uh, drawn by Kevin Eastman. That's the uh, the nighttime cityscape right. after the the turtles show up and they like beat up some uh, no good nicks. I guess I don't. I really don't know what they're doing. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be just like people are like, oh shit, what maybe there's other teenagers doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> holy shit, it's fucked up. We gotta kill them. <laughs> um, so they they beat the shit out of those dudes and then they disappear. Um, but it does give a uh, a nice depiction of like the quietness of the night in New York or whatever. Mm-hmm. But issue one, so I wanted to, wanted to go over this for the the different issues here. So uh, the characters introduced are obviously the four Turtular Turts, right? <laughs> um, Splinter, the Shredder, and the Foot Clan. Uh, Hamato Yoshi and uh, Oroku Saki, who is the Shredder, and then Oroku Nagi who is oh. a character that uh, shows up in this. I can't remember if he shows up in other media, because I feel like they just kind of make Oroku Saki and Oroku Nagi the same person mm. kind of going forward, just to simplify that process. But um, And then also Tang Shin, uh, who is Hamato Yoshi's wife or girlfriend, lover, something like that in, uh, in the series. And uh, obviously she gets fridged. You know, you got to motivate the yep. male character some way. So it's like, well, let's kill his bi- woman. <laughs> woman. Let's kill her. Um, but uh, yeah. What, what did you think about the origin as told here? Because we do get the origin story from Splinter, who's like raced the turtles for, I don't know, 15 years or so. It was like, okay. Now, I guess let me. it's finally time I tell you where you came from, right. why you look the way you do, why we live in this shit-stained sewer. Mm-hmm. Let me lay this on you. How do you feel yeah, about Yeah, it tells that? him a, a grand old tale. Um, mm-hmm. it, I, I, that scene, I felt straight out of the movie for me, like which I realize is more like the movie taking it straight from the comics. So I could see their stop-motion little turtle bodies, you know? <laughs> yeah. Radical, radical, radical. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, the only thing that seemed like it really changed a lot was, uh, and I'd heard a little bit about this too, they kind of reference the event that creates Daredevil, right? Like there, that's that's like the moment. Yeah, yeah, it's like this this blind man's crossing the street. A kid pushes it, like runs out, pushes him out of the way of a truck. The kid gets mm-hmm. hit by a canister that falls out of the truck, goes blind. It yeah. it bounces into. I, I they made it more complicated in the comic, which I thought was funny. It bounces into uh, a kid holding four turtles in a glass like case. That yeah. breaks and they fall into the sewer and then oh whatever, but um, yeah it works man it's like the story it's basically the story I knew and loved um, yeah and then uh, seeing them grow up and stuff and um, you know the the version of this is very similar to the movie where it's like this is like their first night going out as ninjas they've been training and stuff and uh, one thing I got from this book though that I'd never heard before is they're mm-hmm. obviously teenagers but how old and uh, they reference them as being fifteen and a half during oh, the, yeah. this first mm-hmm. run, which I thought I was like, oh, I can finally place them somewhere. And yeah. then I saw another thing on Wiki where they were talking about, um, they're like going into the future and like how the different series played out. And they were like, there was like a, a volume three, like some like new version where they're like in their thirties. And they talk about like continuity wise, they've aged up. And I was like, oh man, oh, yeah. that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not like the Simpsons where they just like stay in, you know, sixth grade or like fourth, like, third grade or whatever, like the mm-hmm. whole time. Uh, they just kind of, you know, they actually age up. So I was like, that's interesting too. But, um, yeah, I like the, you know, the, the origin as I, as I know it. And, um, mm-hmm. it's just amazing to see like so much of this was laid out initially, you know, it threw me for a loop when I watched the 1990 movie after being such a huge fan of the 87 movie or the animated series where in that lore, Hamato Yoshi himself turns into a humanoid rat, 
Whereas in the oh. movie, which is based on the comics, he's just a little uh, rat that also does like ninjutsu in his cage by watching right. his master. Makes in sense. Japan, obviously, yeah. we all we all know it. Yeah, and love it. And uh, eventually, he just uh, he gets caught in the the ooze and uh, mutates himself. So I mean, it makes way more sense. Right, yeah. like <laughs> Mato Yoshi and uh, Splinter are two separate characters mm. in the original comics. Um, but you know, I I understand why they kind of simplify some of that stuff. Yeah, uh, going forward, keep it simple, stupid. Exactly, exactly. Um, and then yeah, uh, as far as the Daredevil origin, the the kid who saves oh yeah, the blind yeah. man from getting hit that's Matt Murdock, or that's mm-hmm. supposed to be Matt Murdock. And uh, they didn't have uh, rights to that stuff, though, right? Like they're just kind of hinting at it because it was yeah, popular at the exactly. time or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, uh, the I guess the canister I, I saw in like a subsequent issue, the canister like is oh, I'm sorry, the uh, uh, the turtles is held by this kid named Chester. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Bennington. Bennington. Oh, then, wow. The other part of my head was like too soon. <laughs> yeah that one does power king. And then, uh, <laughs> so it like knocks the turtles out and then like his dad or whatever is like oh they definitely wouldn't have survived that fall anyway we'll get you some new ones, we'll some god, new ones. Damn. <laughs> god damn dude not even gonna like pretend you know not even gonna try i love it yeah um, that's a dad who's been like i've seen some shit i don't care mm-hmm. fucking stop yeah. yelling about your fucking turtles <laughs> like i got them for you they're dead we'll get more ones jeez we'll get it's ice fine. cream on the way home just let jesus me nap christ like, yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, but I've always wanted there to be a crossover series with like Daredevil and oh, the, the Turks, yeah. but they've not done it. They've yet. never done that. Okay. They've never done it. And uh, they had like a, a crossover with Batman and the Turks. Uh-huh. They did like three volumes of, of that. And then they even had like a, the Batman animated series mm. version of Batman and the animated like 2012 version of the Turtles crossover. But yeah, yeah. Not Daredevil in the, in the Turks. Not yet. I hope I live long enough to see it. Oh man! I hope ironically, long enough, enough to make it. Ironically, 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 ironically. enough for Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Ironically, anyway, issue, issue two, Stephen. Uh-huh. So this one was published in 1984 and uh, October of 1984. So five months in between issues for this one. Yeah. Uh, they had a lot of stuff going on. The the first issue became big enough of a hit. They sold out of their like three thousand. Uh, print run uh-huh. so they went back to press a, a few times to spread it out a bit more and then press and then to redraw time. everyone the, uh, by hand every by single hand one. wow yeah exactly the, the same way the bible is made every yeah. time hand hand drawn and copied wow that's yep. that, no wonder it took them five months yeah exactly yeah <laughs> almost six probably could have been you know yeah it's close what a time what a time to live in before uh the internet um so in issue two baxter stockman uh who's black uh, was introduced, and then April O'Neil, who is not black, mm-hmm. uh, was also introduced as his assistant. She's not any way associated with being a news person, right? Um, she's just a, a lab assistant, essentially. And uh, yeah, but she does and, have a jumpsuit, though. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I didn't pay attention when I went back to read the color one. Is she in yellow from the from the, from the jump <laughs> suit? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't no, know. I'm I didn't sure. read the read that one. I mean, it, it kind of stands to reason, but I, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious because uh, a lot of those things, like I said, they're just built in there from the beginning. I thought that was interesting. Like mm-hmm. you would have thought I, I would have thought that a, a property like this would have been like just chopped up by Hollywood and like they would have spit out like a really wrong version. But mm-hmm. uh, it actually they were able to stick uh, for the, the movie, at least they were able to like stick with it pretty, pretty well and just change a few things. I like mm-hmm. her more as a reporter, I will say. 
Um, mm-hmm. It kind of feels like that gives her an easy way to show up on screen or on, you know, whatever, whatever. She's not actually physically in the room with them. They mm-hmm. can like see her on TV. She can move plot forward, you know, like she does so much in the second movie. Um, she's like an investigator, you know, trying to trying to learn the stuff too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but on here, it's kind of like they find her as a, this big plot, um, and then you know she's I, I don't know where she's gonna go from there because she's not working for Baxter anymore because he's a bastard. I mean, her lore gets like fucking wild, Stephen. Like yeah, in the fourth volume, I believe it's revealed that she's actually a drawing come to life. And she's she's not like a person who was born. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's it's like pretty fucking <laughs> wild. Like it's, I I I respect the uh, the intent of the original creator uh, Peter Laird, who would still make comics from time to time in that series. Mm-hmm. But it's it gets very very heady and it's very <laughs> extremely sci-fi. So it's 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 wild. I mean, in this one in general, like imagine the movie that we end up getting a few short years after these were released. Mm-hmm. And uh, if they had gone with like the first seven issues as the story, like you would have had ro- robotic little dinosaur mouse looking like uh, dinosaur looking like robots, like chasing after mice yeah. um, throughout the city. Like you, you would have triceratops people in spacesuits and they would go through a portal and go to another planet. Like mm-hmm. it, it gets so much bigger than I imagined for, <laughs> yeah. for the first yeah. run of this. It's so much different than we knew and loved. Uh, that was one of the cool things. Uh, I guess it might, you might get there too, but the, the reading from the uh, creators and about like where they wanted to go and they were just like, well, Star Wars was really cool and we liked it. We wanted a space mm-hmm. scene, so we put it in space. And uh, there's another issue that has like an extended uh uh car chase because of uh a yeah. vw bus gets misidentified from a robbery and it's april's bus and i was like this is weird that they're like even have this in here and then they were like in the comments they were like well we'd never seen a car chase in comics before and that that, was, that seems kind of fun so we did like 16 panels of it and uh Pages. just wanted just wanted to do it and i was like yeah. oh well that's cool um mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's neat to see their their ideas behind it as well uh, mm-hmm. But I like I like a lot of the changes they were able to make for the movies because that's the ones that I and the cartoon those are the ones mm-hmm. I know and love. But uh, mostly, you know, they're like eighty percent there on the page. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's very true. Um, so uh, we also have the Mouser robots, which were something that was featured in the eighty-seven cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really been featured in a lot of like turtles media going forward. But it seems like right. early on they established like oh these mousers are here. And uh, they have to, like, attack Splinter or something. And then yeah. it kind of goes forward from there. But uh, another early staple in Turtles lore. Donatello uh, gotcha. is established as the tech guy. You know, does machines. He's got to do that shit. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, we have, like, an unintentional cliffhanger at the end of issue two. Because it could have just ended from there. Like, if that issue ate shit, it's like, well, that's all right. there is. That's, the, that's, yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. What a sad alternate dimension that would have been, right? Where there's just exactly. two issues and nothing else of the Turtles. Then what are we supposed wow. to talk about on this fucking podcast? I know. You know. I don't think it would have ever happened. Exactly. I mean, you don't hear us talking about like the 35th anniversary of the adolescent radioactive black belt hamsters. Yeah. We did we that could. once. And the, uh, <laughs> the creator of that property contacted <laughs> us on Twitter and uh, said he listened to the episode where I was talking shit about it. I was like, well, huh, I don't want to tell you, dude. She put us in better quality stuff. So sorry, that's know. on you. You know, he's a, a dipshit. Dipsheet, dipshit Donnie <laughs> fan. So I, I wasn't too upset about that. The deep sheet, deep sheet. Uh, so issue three introduces the Ooptroms. We've already talked about TCRI takes a more prominent role in mm. this, and uh, that's something they 
kind of have in the second movie, but it's T-G-R-I. And I'm still Oh, like, so that's why I keep getting mixed up then. Yeah. Gotcha. Because it stands for uh, Techno Cosmic Research Institute. I think uh-huh. they changed it to G instead of C for like genetics or something like that. Oh, right. Because it's a different thing. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. it's not alien in the, the movie lore. Well, or is it? We'll or talk about it when it? we get to that movie. Oh, maybe I, I'll learn something then. You'll you'll definitely learn something. Well, that's pretty exciting. Um, Splinter's kidnapped. Uh, there's the uh, the 12-page car chase in that one, and then the epilogue of what happened to Splinter is in that one. Mm. Uh, after that, we have the uh, Raphael micro-series, which introduces Casey Jones. This is published mm-hmm. in April of 1985, just one month after issue three. So they were kind of getting a, a, on a roll a little bit for this one. Almost my birthday then, too. Almost. Hey, I love it. My oh, actual right. birth date. Yeah. Yeah. This is right. uh, pre Steven. Yeah. But it's much like um, the turtles were birthed into the world. I also was birthed into the world. So, well, yeah. We've got that going for us, which is nice. Uh, I mean, like if we check the uh, or do the math on the timeline, mm-hmm. it's, it's quite possible your parents read the <gasps> first Splinter's issue. Splinter's my of, dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that why I'm so airy? Yeah. <laughs> Except where it counts. Yeah. <laughs> he cut off like part of your ear as well. Just make sure. Um, uh, so that will take us to, uh, oh, actually uh, in that Raphael uh, single issue, uh, Raphael is, is uh, established as the violent hothead character. Right. So that uh, helps determine his personality, which they like morphed into him just being like sarcastic in the animated mm. series. I'm like, this is not a one-to-one, but I take your point, <laughs> right. idiots. <laughs> fucking pieces of shit anyway um so issue four uh published in june 1985 still you're still cooking in the world i'm Steven. almost there almost there two months after the Raphael issue um uh-huh. this introduces a pivotal plot point of the series which is april gets a perm now oh yeah certainly helped added to the fuel that april was black but uh no she just she was she was she's a fake person She's a fake person. <laughs> She's a fake person. She's not, doesn't really matter. And um, the uh, the the cover to this one, where they're all like st- standing on that teleporter pad or whatever, it's so fucking iconic to me. Uh, there's a artist called Michael Dooney who worked uh, with uh, Eastman and Laird later on in their studio, and uh, he would like paint these like beautiful like uh, I don't know like images of the the Turts. And uh, I had this poster like for back covers? In the day. For covers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was this uh, this cover, and I like came back across it as I was going through and you know doing an overabundance of research right. uh, for this discussion. And uh, I'm going to send you this photo, Stephen. Um, this is a repainted Ooh, Michael Dooney version of uh, that issue four cover. Yeah. And I used to have this poster. It had the like Ninja Turtle logo above their heads or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember if they had multicolored bandanas. I was thinking that was the case yeah. back in the day because I would have been like disturbed by them all having red bandanas otherwise. But right. there is a version I was able to find with multicolored bandanas. And I think that's the version of the poster I had. But um, I fucking love this cover. Again, it's just like, why do we have the Mona Lisa? Who fucking cares? <laughs> we, we've done it, you know? Um, there's a scene in issue four with a guy spying across the street from an apartment building. She, he sees the, uh, the turtles in April, like in their living room or whatever. 
And it's just never followed up on. It's like two passes. <laughs> like, yeah, we just we dropped the ball on it. Who cares? Um, let's see. Uh, the turds attempt to rescue Splinter from TCRI. It discovered the secret of the Utrom, not the mm. ooze. So, uh, again, this is another one that is in a cliffhanger of the turtles getting teleported somewhere. And we don't know. We just got to wait X amount of time. How much time is it? Well, four months, Stephen, because Ooh. issue five. We're getting there. Uh, October 1985. You are mm. born. You're on this planet. Yeah. You are also curious where them turtles go, where them turts be. Uh, this issue introduces the Triceratons. Also, Professor Honeycutt, the Fugitoid, uh, who has a separate uh, single issue that came out at some point before this issue was published. So it has this like the single issue of Fugitoid, which I have here. Uh, you can read it. I haven't. I thought about it, but I was like, <laughs> it kind of explains it. It's like the ballpark. You get a whole backstory for like pages of him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's good enough at this point. Um, but otherwise, that character just kind of comes out of nowhere. But, uh, you know, they were trying to build out their universe a little bit. Right. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, so uh, the four color covers begin. So it's a, a more colorful cover. I just, you know, it's the same thing I just said. Um <laughs> Star Wars. How many of the, how many colors are there? Like three, something. Okay. I don't know what that means. I don't know what four. You got it. Is. You got okay. it. Um, the, we'll talk about the, it later. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, the Star Wars cantina scene is fun to look around at. Yeah. There's like so much going on. There's a picture of Cerebus the Aardvark in the background, mm. which is the star of that terrible, terrible animated movie I watched back like, oh, a couple years right. ago. That was fucking trash. Um, and then uh, it ends with the stowaway turtles choking in the spaceship uh, as they're going to the Triceraton homeworld. And um, after this, the Mikey Solo comic is technically published, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to plow forward to issue six, published in February 1986, four months after issue five, two months after the Michelangelo issue that we're not talking about right now. The Turks survived by going into a meditative state. Of course, we all called Woo. it. You could just be patient and survive space. <laughs> Um, also in this issue, we've got a news reporter that's introduced. His name is Jim McNaughton, who's named after mm. like one of their friends. Yeah, and that's fun. Again, that's an, another way the the lore going forward is just like, I don't know, let's just combine a couple of things. April's a news reporter now. Deal with it. Yeah, right. All right. Her cool. name is Jim. Go with it. Go. Yeah. What if, uh, what if Jim is the turtle's friends? Fuck no. No. No circumstances. Jim's name is April or nothing. Yeah, and he got exactly. a perm. <laughs> yeah, and he's exactly. going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a scene with the space gladiator turt combat. Yeah. Uh, it's fairly violent. That has like more stabbing and blood and whatnot. Um, and then, uh, of course, as, as you expect from a comic called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the mm -hmm. turtles get a hold of some guns. They start capping some mofos. That's what I'm talking about. This this is not like super violent, but it's definitely more. Yeah. I mean, some is more. So my favorite episode of uh, the original 1987 cart cartoon is mm -hmm. when they go to Walmart to get guns. <laughs> and there's no waiting period because it was the 90s uh -huh. and uh, it was the 80s, 80s and 90s. And uh, it's just like uh, it just captures like, you know, the American cultural moment. So. Mm -hmm. just nice whenever they finally get those those weapons um, that they can just walk around and protect people with. 
I mean, honestly, if I go into a Walmart now, I stop uh-huh. by. I'm like, okay, I need to come here and get Ziploc bags and right. Let's see what kind of guns I can get. Yeah, just walk over there. It's like, do you have a special on guns? They're like, yeah, they're just free today. Like, oh free. wow, how many can I get? And it's like just all of them. You just oh, have, them, have all of them. Free gun day is it the same as free comic book day. <sighs> yeah, same clientele at least. <laughs> In some very specific cases, yes, that's true. Uh, and then on uh, the last page of the uh, the sixth issue, there's a cool teleporting effect uh, that I like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it just looks cool. Uh, so we'll talk about issue seven, which is the end of this story arc. And uh, this is three months after issue six. Uh, big action-packed issue with the Turrets versus Triceratons versus Utroms at TCRI. So it's all of the various plot threads coming together. Mm. We've got some like human soldiers that get in the mix as well. Just a lot to look at, a lot to draw, but they somehow make it all kind of like work together. Yeah. Yeah. For the um, most part. Yeah. Like I said, it gets muddy sometimes. Some of the fight sequences, especially as like so many people, but honestly I was just so impressed with the uh, level of art that they were able to crank out as like an independent team and uh, as they were building this and stuff, because some of it's like, I, I, like you and I have talked about making comics before, and you've done mm-hmm. some in the past, and uh, it's a lot of work, and uh, no wonder it takes months to get one out, you know. But um, yeah, like uh, the whole idea of this when they didn't even know this would work, and they're like, we're supposed to do like a supersized issue for people, and maybe no one will ever care. And yeah. uh, luckily, it, they would hit, you know, we mm-hmm. all did love it, but um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot of effort not knowing that it could be, you know, life changing like that. So. Just rolling the dice on that some bitch, you know? Yeah, just rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> As a wise man once said, you know. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we we see that Splinter's alive. The turtles find this out. Like we know he's just in that like uh, recuperating chamber yeah. or whatever. And uh, so they had that uh, scene where they reunite, and uh, that's lovely. And then we learn the history of the Utrams on Earth. And they've been there for like 20 years at that point. Um, and then uh, the issue ends with a race to the story's end. And uh, so TCRI implodes like it's the fucking, mm. uh, what's that movie? Poltergeist? Poltergeist? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like the house of Poltergeist. Hell yeah, man. Um, and then uh, the turtles are teleported to April's bathroom. And I was like, that's kind of specific, you know? Like, <laughs> it seems like the turtles are just getting transported to the Utram homeworld and they're just going to be there again. But then April hears them you know, uh, all fall inside of her mm-hmm. uh, restroom. And I was wondering, like, if the turtles were just trying to, like, say, oh, yeah, we just put us back in the sewer where we're from. And they're oh, like, I, okay. I will get you to a bathroom. That's right. You just want to be where poop is. <laughs> we'll get you there. Okay. I can get you where the poop is. All right. I, I can do this for you. <laughs> for you, I will do this. Um, and it's a good thing she the, wasn't on the toilet, too. You, you know. Oh, my God. She, she could have been this. using the facilities. Oh my then God. they would have dropped in and she would have dropped a deuce, you know, just from pure fear. <laughs> <Just> pushes <laughs> a hole right through the back of that porcelain. <laughs> she needs to eat more fiber. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we talked about the Michelangelo issue. It's really just yeah. like a standalone issue. I see why it wasn't included in the middle of the story or in uh, yeah. order of release. You know, it, it can come after and uh, not fuck anything up. Um, matter of fact, I prefer it that way. Yeah. Congress. Um, yeah, so that's, that's it. Those are, those are all the, the issues that we've talked about. Um, will you continue to read forward in this it's a good series? Question. Do you think? 
you had mentioned that you ended up downloading volume two after this, right? And you were, you were continuing on. Um, I, I hadn't read the Michelangelo one. That's how I found it. So I did read that one out of volume Mm -hmm. two. It's like opens the book, but, Mm -hmm. um, I think I will, man. Like so far, I'm not a huge comic fan, you know, Mm -hmm. or I just don't read them that often, but, um, this one does seem like one that I, I would love to get in, you know, more involved with. And so far it was, it was great to, uh, you know, be able to pick this up and mm-hmm. they're, they're quick reads overall. They're, yeah. uh, they're, they're mostly the turtles I know and love and, uh, and the differences are always exciting to see. So, mm-hmm. um, I really loved this one. I'm glad we chose it to, to start it off obviously too. It's like the actual origin of the mm-hmm. turts that we know and love, but, um, it was cool to, to go back and actually read it for, for once. So I'd never Hell done that before. Hell yes, dude. Oh, I'm so glad you took this trip with me. Uh, I hope you do continue reading because in the second volume, we have the Leonardo micro series. And uh, that one is probably my favorite. And you will see a scene that's reminiscent from one of the Turtles movies, but with a different character. Spoilers. It's Leonardo. I just told you, Um, (laughs) but it's uh, it's cool to see the way the uh, one of the movies reinterpreted that scene with a different character. But uh, Ninja Rap. Fuck yeah, vanilla ice. Yeah, it's just yeah. the best part. So, mm-hmm. vanilla ice can get it. Mm-hmm. He could back in the day. He's a he, he's become a real. Uh, he seems like a good guy, right? He's 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 become a. I don't know if he's like purposely political, but when he performs, oh. he has. Is he like, like a Kevin Sorbo sort of kind of guy? Kind of, sorta, but I think That's he cool. doesn't know any better. <laughs> I, 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 I was talking about this with my my friend Ross. I was like, I just don't, I don't feel like he's smart enough to know about like politics and like the optics of certain things. I think he's you might be right with a lot of like MAGA rappers, Ugh, and yeah. it's uh, it's weird. And he performs with like people dressed up in Ninja Turtle costumes, and the costumes oh, look yeah. like from the second movie. Oh, so yeah, that's like, right. Nice, yeah. He performed, or they performed that at, at Mar-a-Lago. That's right. I'd heard that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it was like right around the time we were discussing doing these. And I was like, am I supporting the alt-right now? Like, what yeah. happened? <laughs> Is it Mar-a-Lago, go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go now? Is that what we're doing? I don't like this. This oh, is uncomfortable. No. Yucky. Yucky. Um, I did have one last note I just saw in Please. here uh, that I wanted to, I definitely wanted to mention. I actually meant to tell you this off air so that we could try to come up with a, a bit around these, but oh, that did okay. not happen. And since we're, we're leaving this set of comics behind, we have to say them now. And uh, that is that during the um, epic fighting and the tri- Triceraton homeworld, that's uh, basically like, you know, in the Hulk and Thor fight. Um, oh, it's like one of those Ragnarok. types of scenes. Like yeah. Ragnarok, exactly. There are some advertisements uh, that are seen uh, in that stadium. And I there are two of them uh, that I just loved so much. It felt very much like the advertisements we love to make up for the show. So one was Zet's All Glow Horn Polish. Oh, yeah. For all your Triceraton horn polishing mm-hmm. needs. Of course. And the other one, I'm going to let Brent take that, that swig real quick uh, because the okay. next one is Nick's Space Juice. <laughs> the Swill of Champions. It's J O O Z. So Space Juice, but Space mm. Juice. And it's yeah. so close to Jizz. The Swill of Champions. Uh, uh-huh. Man, I really liked both of those. They had a lot of like cool details in the background. They'd even have like a scene in New York where the turtles are like going to like go find April and fight someone. Mm. And in the background is, an, is a billboard for the Ninja Turtles. And I was like, fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
comics are crazy. You can just do whatever the Why fuck not, you want. Man. Who, gives a, who gives a shit? You know, yeah. that's fun. So I did yeah. like that. The, the details in there are fun. They they seem like cool guys. Like uh, they seem like guys like us. Like we would have just been hanging out, a couple friends, mm-hmm. whatnot, want to make something funny to make each other laugh, and then it took yeah. off. You know, that's uh, that's that's the dream. It really is. It seems like an independent. Um, creative approach that really just took off and it seems like that because that's exactly what it is you should have come up with a better metaphor but uh, there's one of those things that really just like took off and uh, both of these guys made a lot of money off of this property yeah Um, good for them I, I don't know exactly like what deals they made with like the the various like toys and you know um product lines that have right went along with it but um they they did pretty well for themselves at a certain point kevin eastman sold his shares to uh peter laird for Mm. i don't know how much money and then a couple decades later peter laird ended up selling uh the entire rights to the turtles to paramount essentially Mm. and uh i think it was like 30 something million dollars or Mm. whatever that's and um lower than i think actually yeah but you know, since then, they brought the turrets back in a couple of big bad ways. Yep. So, uh, you know, it's all going up from here. I, I guess they it, retained the right to make comics in the existing, like, Mirage Studios mm-hmm. uh, continuity for, mm-hmm. like, he could do, like, one issue a month going forward. He's, got, he's just sitting on comics. He doesn't have time to make comics. He's out there right. doing, like, fucking Segway tours and shit. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, uh, I'm intrigued to learn more about them as we go through this as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm definitely intrigued as this series, you know, lays out throughout the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know for the Turtles what our next plan is, uh, a next, like, property of theirs we were going to go try. to. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we should probably talk about that because, uh, look, there's a lot to get to. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to do all of it, you know? It's just, like, all of it's good. Even the, like, bad Turtles media is still pretty good, um, you know. And I guess the the reason we haven't talked about what we're doing next is because uh, so we're doing something else next. We're doing you know? something so else next for the the listeners who are excited about about this episode. Yeah, um, get ready for we're next. We're excited too because you know we like talking turtles, but uh, mm-hmm. it turns out um, we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. So back in. Uh, April of 2023, early April of 2023, we uh, we asked the listeners, "Hey, should we should we do a particular film franchise for the show and discuss that on the show?" And we put up a poll about that show, and we got a response about it. And it turns out, um, 86 percent of the people who took that poll wanted us to talk about the film series Twilight. Mm. So why did we put that poll up in the first place, Brent? I wanted attention, Stephen. And I just <laughs> Man, you finally admitted it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> oh my God, he admitted it. Um, so yeah, we, we put up the poll. We got the results. And, you know, per our usual shenanigans, we didn't follow through on it. We just we forgot about it almost immediately. I I wanted I to about forget it about it on the uh, the episode that aired on April fourth of twenty twenty three, and then uh, we just made no plans going forward to right. actually discuss it. So we're going to begin that journey 
and I guess we're going to go through like all five movies at some point yep. this year, right? So, and we're uh, reading every book. No. <laughs> no, Brent. Nope. You have to. You no. put me in this position, you have to read the books. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, don't worry. I don't want to put myself in that position. Thank you. Um, I'm excited enough to watch these as a stunt watch. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to try to have some guests on. We need to, to hammer out some of those details. And if anybody listening wants to be a guest on any of those please. particular episodes, please let mm-hmm. us know. Uh, we want to make those episodes fun. And if uh, if you, like us, are not really into the Twilight series, uh, at least we think we could have a good time with some guests uh, making fun of it. Um, you know, maybe we're going to fall in love with the series. Who knows? We don't know. Look, I'm going to try to keep myself open to it. I'm just on mm-hmm. such a turtle high right now that interrupting right. it with anything, you know? Yeah. Even if we were like, we're going to the blowjob factory. I'd be like, no, I want to talk turtles right now, you know? Is a turtle going to blow me? Because otherwise I don't That's want it. A, otherwise, get the fuck out of here. So, uh, yeah, on the next episode, let's talk about stuff. We're going to talk about the first Twilight movie from 2008, yep. I think it was. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. It was back then. We're going to make it fun, though. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. The same way that uh, we it's like the turtles are so much fun we have to spread it out throughout the year so we just don't you know do it all in months in a row but mm-hmm. this is the opposite problem it's like we're gonna spread these out throughout the year so that we don't load up a month with a bunch of crap so right. uh, we'll have some good good discussion uh, some good mini topics I'm sure as well and mm-hmm. uh, as the series goes on it gets worse and worse for me the first movie is actually not bad in my eyes anymore uh, it's at least like a fun stupid watch so uh, as it goes on, we'll see. But um, mm-hmm. next but week should be interesting. it's all worth it by the time we get to see that CGI Oh, baby. yeah. Oh, I'm really looking forward Renesme. to it. Renesmee. You're doing it, queen. <laughs> <sighs> what a series. Sometimes it's hard to get babies on film, you know? Look at the Flash right? Movie, you know? You can't just, like, get a baby. We're supposed to rent a baby. Ever since they took down Cosmo Pizza or whatever it was that Hillary Clinton was running. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since uh, fucking Jesus Christ guy. What was his name? Uh, uh, what's Kevin the guy that played Jesus? Oh, Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. Ever since he uh, rang the sound of freedom, you know? Now There's we have a to new one? make CGI babies. God, I can't remember what it's called right now. There's a new like horror movie out. And someone posted on Reddit the other day and they were like, I just watched this movie. Like It showed up on, on Tubi. Like, I just put it on because I like horror movies, and it feels just like a lot of propaganda. And people mm. were like, that was made by the same producer of Sound of Freedom. It is no. it's propaganda. <laughs> so there's some other movie they put out now that is, that's like, uh, they're kind of asyluming people. They're like yeah. making it sound like another movie or like putting it out there and you don't really understand what you're watching. And then you watch it and you're like, oh my God, this is just like straight up propaganda. Damn. So uh, good times out there. Uh, you know, it's lots of good stuff to watch, including Twilight. Yeah. Which is vampire propaganda, maybe. We'll see. We don't We're know. gonna break that wide open. <laughs> we gotta crack it open. Just yeah. like a, a Tucci's took us, you know? Oh yeah. Let's spread those cheeks wide, see what's in there. <laughs> well, yeah, so join us next week as uh as we we look forward to the shit that is uh Twilight. And I'm, uh, I'm gonna try to find some joy it. out of it. You know? Do it, man. The first one can bring that, I think. Let's you let's try it. Let's go for two it. Two of the best actors of their generation. Uh, just acting their hearts out in this little movie that they both seem to hate now, which mm-hmm. I love. I love seeing them now, and they're both such great actors. And then they talk about this movie, and they're just both like, uh, I was young, I needed money. And you're mm-hmm. like, no, 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 not about your porn career. Uh, I'm talking about <laughs> Twilight, you know, Mr. Yeah. Colin. So, 
They're, yeah, they're looking doing forward some to of it. that, like uh, breathing in each other's mouths acting. <laughs> you know? That's a good thing to do. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, and then we'll we'll let people know about more turtle stuff coming out in the future as well. And we'll have some other stuff sprinkled in, yeah, so that uh, it'll keep it interesting. But I had a great time, re- you know, reading these books finally and then discussing it with you. Uh, I do think I'll continue on and looking forward to much more turtle talk in the future. Hell yeah, pimpin'. Hell yeah. All right. Well, as usual, if you'd like to contact us, all the info's in the show notes. You can review us on your favorite podcast. Apps five stars is always appreciated. I had to spread out. Appreciated. Well, Brent, this is a good times, man. I liked your air guitar just now. That was really fucking sweet. <laughs> Nobody else got to see it, but yeah. I did, and it was beautiful. And uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Come back next week as we discuss Twilight. It just doesn't sound right over this music, you know? (laughs) Regrets is what that sounds like. Yes, exactly. And regret with us next week as we review Twilight. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Let's record on three. One, two, three. Record, dude. All right. Hell yeah. Oh, sweet. All right. Um, Steven, before we started recording, uh, we were having some dongle issues. I, I feel like we should Uh-oh. just put this on Front Street, you know, just acknowledge yeah. what's been happening. You okay. know? Now, uh, I've noticed this in editing, and I think you have as well, but your friend James uh, extracted himself from his giant peach that he lives in, and then <laughs> right. uh, he mentioned this to you, but there's been some like weird noise yeah, on a like uh, high-pitched noise yeah underlying our and, audio a little bit yeah and i guess we should just tell people we've rented a banshee um yeah you can rent a banshee from ireland it yeah. comes in a crate uh you just let it loose in your house and it's fine like it eats mosquitoes oh that's nice that's like a yeah double feature double feature yeah and she's i mean she's like a fun hang right you know She's kind of loud, but, mm-hmm. you know, like, I have a couple of dogs. It's just loud here. So I figure, let's just in. let this banshee out in the house, you know? And even when she's not talking, she emits this kind of, like, high-pitched squealing noise. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to get picked up on audio sometimes. Right. Um, we're, we're looking into it. I've talked to her about maybe just, like, eating a handful of styrofoam peanuts. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't seem super enthused by it, mm-hmm. but... You know, she's she might be willing to give it a shot. So, yeah. yeah, she's a nice lady is the thing. Like, that's why, like, we don't want to kick her out or or stop her from right. doing her business. You know, that's what mm-hmm. she does. She's good yeah. at it. But sometimes you just don't need that, you know, during a recording. So I don't yeah. know, like some people think like, oh, if a podcast, like I need like a, a, a totally silent room. Like, you know, I got to like, sorry, honey, I need to take over the, the bedroom. You know, got to throw all mm. your clothes out. Got to use this closet. Um, other yeah. people understand, like us, like life happens. And sometimes you have a banshee in the living room, you know? Yeah. I, again, like tell us old as time, song as old as rhyme. Right. You know? Like mm-hmm. everyone's run into this. If, you, if you've been podcasting for more than 18 <laughs> months, you kind of you kind of know this shit, you know? And we're right. late adopters to this. Like mm. this is not making fun of other podcasts. This is honestly, it's making fun of us. We, it took us so long. What are we at? We're like in year six of this show. Yeah. And, and we, we're just now getting a banshee? We, we oh, just got okay. here. Yeah. 
That's crazy. You know, I just want to go back to one thing real quick, and this is like a, okay. a separate part of the, you know, the the equation, which is that mm-hmm. um, you've kind of taken to this banshee a little bit, right? Like you just you just mentioned, tale as old as time, mm-hmm. song as old as rhyme, right? And you've, I mean, she's she sounds horrifying, but she's she's very pretty. And uh, I believe you've taken to calling her Beauty and the Screech around your house. Is that right? Well, she calls me Mr. Belding. And I'm <laughs> like, well, you know, if the shoe fits, you know. That, have you seen that guy recently? He's still handsome. Uh, he holds up. Yeah. Uh-huh. His- and, you know, she she really doesn't listen to any, like, kind of authority that I try to lay down. Right. She's like, an independent hey, woman. No floating quickly through the house, and she's just she's like rolls her eyes and keeps going. Like, okay, all right. So she's like a teenager, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. I have checked her death certificate, and she was legally an adult when she died. So I'm in oh, the okay. clear. What but is, just, just keep it on Front Street there. What is a banshee? Now you mentioned that, I don't even know. Well, it's like an Irish. Hold on, let me make sure she's not listening. It's like an Irish ghoul. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's... Yeah, so. You don't have to use their accent. I think it's just girl. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh, I, I misread the label when it came over. Goyle. Goyle. Is it Irish Goyle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so she's, uh, yeah, she, she's a, a, a phantom-esque figure okay. that screeches in the night most of the time. Wow. But I, look, I haven't been sleeping well anyway, so there's really no skin off my back. Are you sure point. it's not because of her, though? Was that after you started sleeping poorly that she was brought on? So it's like a separate issue? Hmm. Let me think about this. Yeah, do the timeline, re- is it? Retrace my steps here. Let's see. January 1st, I got a coupon for ordering a Banshee from Ireland. Okay. January 2nd, I said, I will get around to this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, so January 3rd. I said, fuck, I guess I might as well do this. Yep. I, so I texted David Hopkins, happy birthday, and then I ordered this Irish phantom lady. And um, then on January 4th is when I stopped sleeping well. Oh. If I check the packing list here, it says, set to arrive January 4th. So let me do the math here. January 4th was one day, and then January 4th was also the same day. Uh Oh, oh, you do that all the time. Wait a minute. Hold on. Right. I'm getting it. Or. I don't got it. I don't got it. I I can't figure it out. You don't have a lot of sleep is the problem, so it's hard to think of it. But. It really is. I also want to point out that January 5th, you didn't sleep well because you were so excited for the anniversary that you were celebrating on January 6th. Yeah, you know, it's an important American holiday. It's one of the more recent popular ones, you know. Um, it's just one of those, like, I like to support white people, you know, which is why oh, I ordered right. the Banshee to begin with. I was like, you know what, I, I, love, I love the Irish folk, so let me order this Banshee. And then I was like, what else do white people got going on? I looked at my calendar. Uh-huh. It was like pre-printed on the calendar. Of course. With like a heart around it. I was right. like, oh, that's weird. No, the rest of the calendar has that on there. Not even Valentine's Day. Famously heart-centric. I was like, oh, okay, let's look into this. And I looked it up. It says, uh, in, 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 I, I can't pronounce the word. Insercution. Uh, 
Insert, yeah, something, yeah, something like that. That something sounds like that. right to me. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. Alex. I don't that remember how like to a say word. it. Yeah, yeah, it's got more than two syllables. Don't yeah. look at me, dude. <laughs> Just start mumbling. It. It's okay. It's okay. Mm. Yeah, honestly, even the word syllable, too many syllables. Yeah, you just me. give up most of the time. You just mm-hmm. learned that word like last year. <laughs> yeah, I know. From what I heard. <laughs> yeah. I said, uh, syllables. Yeah, that's like in a book or something, isn't it? And they were like, no, that's a syllabus. I was like, that's a silly bus? That's how it was <laughs> what I wrote to get here. <laughs> so anyway, I st- <laughs> my 40-year-old ass stopped going to that school. Anyway. <laughs> to be fair, they had asked you a long read. time to not go on that bus. Yeah. That's, you know, they said it's on me. And I said, honestly, it's on you for picking me up. I thought most buses were gray, but. (laughs) They said, you dress like an eight-year-old. And I said, oh, well, thank you. I'm aging up gracefully. (laughs) As I look at your shirt, which is a dinosaur Uh on it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a dinosaur Ninja Turtles. Trained Mesozoic Ninja Raptors. Oh my God, I, I love today. it. I forgot I even had this shirt until this morning. I was like, oh, I want to have something turtle themed. Oh yeah, it's really there. good, man. What's more turtle themed than not turtles? Yeah. So there you go. I'm also themed for, you know, I don't wear, I famously, 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 I don't wear a lot of logos on my shirts, but today mm-hmm. you'll notice Brent, if you can see, it's a whole mm-hmm. shirt of the Foot Clan. That is crazy. Blending into my shirt. Yeah, just in the darkness. Nothing you can really see of them. They're really good at hiding. So It makes me feel good to know that they're there. Yeah, exactly. But Mm -hmm. it also means that I'm a bad guy in this situation. What do you think about that? No, that seems accurate. Oh, okay. I I feel like it's a little little bit of a role reversal (laughs) for our normal normal personalities. But uh, Do you think you're the villain of our friendship? Not of our, Not friend. our friendship, yeah. but, but but like the, the podcast in general. Oh, okay. I do like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you call people bitch a lot. Yeah. Hmm. That's not me. That's Freddy Krueger. He, <laughs> he, he speaks through fault. me. No, it's not my fault. Not my fault. <laughs> do you think that would work in a court of law? I don't know. I mean, potentially, right? Although, I'll tell you, for your specific circumstance, I think they would have mm-hmm. an issue... Because you get up there and you'd be like, yeah, Freddy, it's all Freddy. And they're like, sir, didn't you just say five minutes prior on your podcast that you weren't sleeping well? How did Freddy get to you if you weren't sleeping, sir? Well, your honor, great robe, by the way. Love the robe. Is that the Foot Clan on it? Okay. Um, I would say that it's a possibility that I'm in a waking nightmare at this very moment. So... If you'll excuse me, bitch, I'll be on my way. And Judge Ito, he's going to fucking come unglued at that point, you know? He's going to come glue? Gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Where do you think Gorilla Glue comes from, Stephen? <laughs> made, made from real gorillas. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, what a beautiful image. And also, good luck on your trial. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you, know? you. Yeah. I think it's really going to go well for you. I hope so. Uh, they they told me that when I take the witness stand to just go ahead and put my head in the noose, they said it's just... Oh, you just go just straight expedite there? This. Yeah. That's it's, nice. It's, uh, it's a real quick, like... From benching um, to lynching. Um, yeah, David Lynch is going to be there. He's going to be the one to, uh, to make it happen. You know, that's awesome. He's going to be the narrator at your trial. Yeah. (laughs) 
How long should I drag this out for? He just has a camera rolling. I'm in the background getting hanged <laughs> instead of hung. They were like, he could be hung, but he's probably not. Even him. in death, <laughs> yeah. he's not hung. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Do you think in medieval times they ever like hung a person and then also beheaded them? At the same time? Yeah. Like, if you could rig up some type of noose that upon, like, the platform under your feet, like, falling out, your head drops down, and I guess it would, like, break your neck, but then there's, like, also, like, some guillotine blade up top Uh at the top of the rope that also comes down and just chops your head off. It's just really making sure things get done, you know? But if you're, like a superhero or i don't know tom cruise and you're able to mm-hmm. maneuver your body in such a way that the guillotine blade slices through the rope instead and you get away with your life they let you go yeah that's no, what i've no, heard you can't be reconvicted that's what is that double right. jeopardy you're, exactly you at that point mm-hmm. and i've seen that with tommy lee jones you're right they can't yeah. they can't get you twice you're talking about batman forever we at the same time though he didn't get quite out of the way of the guillotine you know what I'm yeah. saying? He got halfway, mm-hmm. so they let halfway, him go. Yeah. But uh, that's that, what that uh, that Bon Jovi song is about. Oh, which one? We're halfway there. Whoa, Tommy Lee Jones is two face. I think that's how I it didn't goes. realize that was a thing. I knew like they had seals kissed from a rose. Yeah, but I didn't realize oh, they also Steven. had. <laughs> I had this thought recently about Seal, the uh, the musician. Right? Uh-huh. You know how like when people go in an ocean they say don't worry about sharks they're not worried about you if the only reason they attack people is because they think they're a seal but like if seal were to go swimming in the ocean and a shark came up the shark was like hi bruv as you a seal he would be like um yeah <laughs> like he's just fucked you know just because if a shark asks you if you're a seal you have you to have legally to, you, legally speaking yeah you have to confirm it that's true if you're a seal if your name is seal you must appeal what Judge, about lucille bitch. ball still counts oh I, man that's how she died is she alive right now <laughs> is she alive right now ask yourself and that otter i rest my case <laughs> Did you say that otter? That otter. <laughs> the, the judge is just like three She's otters. She's like, the, the otter's mine. No, no, officer. <laughs> officer. <laughs> the, the otter's mine. No, 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 really. I'm the judge here. I'm your honor. No, 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 no. It is my honor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the gavel, uh, smashes it on its tummy, and it just like opens up as a bunch of clams and shit. There you go. Oh, my God. All right, so... Uh, how about we sync with your otter? Your otter. On three. Your otter. Oh, yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So let's sync with your otter on three. One, two, three. Your, your otter. L P A S.